people of Los Angeles. We're back in the backyard. At least this backyard for the last time. That's right. FCFC podcast. We have a Family Matters episode with AC, with Edgar, with Slim, with Josh, with Dweez, the family, to be in the backyard one last time before it gets turned into a bunch of condos. That's right. FCFC HQ is moving. The pod will continue. The pod will live on. But the backyard, like all things, must come to an end. It's no more. And on this episode, we cover a little bit about the trip to Qatar that I took. I answered some questions. I probably made some enemies with some of my comments about the Argentine national team. However, I'm just speaking from the heart, speaking my truth. I hope you speak yours. We drink some tea. We have a time. I love you all. Hug a backyard near you. Slim, hit him with the warning. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the backyard. Not as many, not as much background noise today. Maybe some trash cans rolling around. No ghetto birds. Um, AC whispering sweet nothings into your ear. Um, And as per usual, there will be profanity. You might not like it. But fuck what you're thinking. We out here. It's our last pod. Fuck this warning. Last pod in the backyard. Thank you. Fuck this warning. If you guys don't know that we cuss yet, y'all ain't been around long enough. So learn yourselves. Yabish. FCFC. FCFC pod where two skillets oh god two skillets and a donut <laughs> two skillets and a donut uh, make a breakfast <laughs> meal <laughs> no two skillets and don't a donut don't use alcohol to talk about your feelings bro don't use hey, it we're, we're doing this is do this is uncut this is the uncut version I'm not restarting it this is just yeah we're not editing yeah. this one we're just gonna post the fucking raw yep. raw. raw files so if you family if you matters it, raw if you say it it's going yeah, on the air one two three Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite fat Korean. It's Slim. Slim. Sitting across from me is the bearded one back from Cutter. 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 Cutter, like my ex-girlfriend. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Uncut. Uncut. That's a, Uncut. No. Sitting to his left is the sexy one. Josh, spice, 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 spice. Tattoo oh. cupcake. The Reds. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and is that the da? No, that's da Domingo. Hey, Domingo. Yeah, that was that was. Shout out to Ben Chi. Shout out to Andre. <laughs> Little fucking World Cup nappy boys. Nappy boys. They take a nap every match. Nappy boys. And it's a family pod tonight, y'all. Back. 
in the back, we have the design king, Mr. Video Game Art. I don't, yeah. Uh, the sex monster, AC. Noho is in the backyard this evening. A future father as well. Let me let me toss that one in. Oh, that's what I meant by sex monster. He did that. He did that. And sitting next to him is the quiet one, the silent assassin. Trigger fingers. Trigger fingers. Concussion protocol. Edgar Garibay. Don't fuck up the pronunciation, you bitch ass motherfuckers. Garibay. Tata Martino, I will see you in hell. Oh. Oh, You're going to hell, Edgar? No. (laughs) Tata Martino, I will see you in hell. I mean, it's a really fun energy to kick it off. I mean, we're we're all we're all kind of over the place right now. You got a happy baby daddy, angry Mexican fan, um, (laughs) happy Argentinian fan. Yeah. Um, Lover boy. <laughs> Lover boy. Troy, and, so, um, well, I mean, let's get to you first. No, let's not get to me. Let's get to this, which is the drink we're having. And a cheers to all my people. Cheers. Tonight, we're in the backyard having a little bit of shochu. green tea, gyokuro shochu. And for all the people who listened to the mega pod that Jonathan hosted for Shoulder to Shoulder before the MLS Cup final, on that pod, I drank some gyokuro. Gyokuro is what this shochu is made out of. I've been waiting to drink this. I just put two and two together. I'm always trying to connect dots like that weird guy in the movie scene where he's got the board full of faces and dots and pins and strings that connect the dots. Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, whatever you call that. The wire? That too. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Everybody's a little long-winded today, huh? Long-winded? <laughs> I invented I invented long-winded. Oh, you man. say you invented long-wind? Yes. This is Beautiful. not bad. Yeah. It's super it doesn't really smooth. burn on you at the end. I was waiting for the burn. The burn never came. Just like in the election in 2016, Bernie. Boom. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, who? Who? It's like the most Hit the levels. episode. Oh, I've, been, I've been living at this place since 2015. 2015? 2015. Mm-hmm. So I remember things. We've seen... We saw Bernie not make it at this house. We saw... Guys, this is the last backyard episode. I'm just going to put it out there right now. In this particular backyard. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. Aww. Sam, Sam actually workshopped this, this, this bit before. It, it's, funnier. it's funnier. It's funnier now. The magic it's funnier now? <laughs> it is funnier Well, Dweez just got back from Cutter not long ago. Repping Argentina, not the USA. Don't get it twisted. No, I wouldn't. Um, I, I want the USA to do well so the sport continues to grow in the country. But I can tell you with a straight face without blinking that if they ever played each other in tournament play, it's always Argentina for me. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why. I struggle Let's with this. Let's talk about that. I struggle with this. Let's unpack this. Yeah. Let's unpack it. So, you know when you listen to a band and you just love them and you don't know why? Mm. Or you watch a film. And you're like, you didn't even know. You saw this movie. Maybe your first time watching Quentin Tarantino movie. I don't know. Everything, every world. Or for me, when you watched Donnie Brasco for the first time, you Mm. know? Then you got into Scarface. And then after that, you hit all the other gangster movies. And you thought you were a thing when you were in high school. Well, that's the feeling I got, as I said in the interview, when I was 20 years old. I loved football, but it's different to love football culture and support. And I just felt something and still feel something. I think my soul... 
my football souls for sure an Argentinian soul. I don't know where I got it. I've got no Argentine heritage, but I feel it every time I watch them play, every time you're in the stands with their supporters. Yeah. Sorry, they're undefeated in the stands. What what's so crazy is like I, I you know I mentioned it to Josh before we got here. It's like I was listening to Edgar and I's episode that we first recorded here. And uh, I remember when you asked me what my first football memory was, I mentioned that Maxi Rodriguez goal down for you in person and just like being carried on, you know, someone else's shoulders and just like celebrating that. And Skinny it, man privilege. And it's so crazy because even, you know, before talking about Argentina during this pod, like that, uh, <laughs> that video interview that you did, you mentioned the exact same moment and almost like mirrored to it the exact thing that you said on the pod. And I'm like, this is so fucking crazy that you're over there and like just going off on like some fucking like <coughs> super low key fucking network that like no one's heard of. And like, it's definitely like, bro, bro, bro. Like, that was ADP quality. Bro, like bro, here. bro. That was ESPN Argentina football. Dude. Oh, was oh, it? They, like, yeah. Who? That fucking video. You ever Holy heard of them? No, where's Fox Sports? No, we're a fucking 110 <laughs> football gang, baby. That's the only appearances I give. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, yeah. tell you, I can't. it was so crazy though. Talk to us about um, now. This is your third time traveling with the Argentinian supporters. Fifth, your actual fifth time, like the yes. first. Okay, always. So, well, this so the first time, my boy. Uh, let's we'll bring it all the way. Lionel full Messi. Circle. Let's bring it all the way full circle. Very good friend of mine named Kai. Kai. Some of you have met him. Great footballing friend who I've traveled with for many years. He grew up here in Marina del Rey area. And he played football, and one of his coaches was from Santa Fe, Argentina, the state. It's kind of like the Kansas of Argentina. It's a lot of, it's a lot of cows and huh. beef and agriculture. And his coach was from there, and he learned a lot about the sport through that coach. And he would go on to go down to Argentina and visit there, and he sort of fell in love with it that way. Football in Argentina, that is. And I come along as an Arsenal fan or someone who's following the game on TV, who doesn't have it in the heritage through my parents or anything. And I don't know much about culture side. You know, I don't know about supporters. Like I, people go crazy in the stands, like cool beans, but it's not until that world cup. I mean, I went to the euros in 2004 and I saw Sweden play the Netherlands. And I was like, that's neat. There's a lot of people wearing colors, but they weren't that like, interesting it wasn't art it wasn't music i was into music a lot at that time going to festivals so i had a love for like collective creative displays of affection but i uh didn't know what like football culture really looked like until 2006 and the whole story about the max rodriguez goal my friend was following argentina that whole time and he was like this argentina is the best like here's like and i was like okay i don't know like i was kind of I was sort of pro-Italy at that point, like if I had to say, just because I believed, which I would later find out is false, that I was Italian. <laughs> My mom told me when I was growing up, one of the many things I found out to be untrue later, RIP mom, but uh, you didn't lead me in the right direction. <laughs> to her credit, she also thought she was Italian okay, because she remembers an Italian aunt who like cooked for her, but turned out she just married into the family. Mm. So there was no actual blood connection through that. I found that out later. But in 2002, I had bought the Italy jersey, rocked that, <coughs> thought I was Italian. So that was the only jersey I brought to 2006 World Cup was the Italian jersey. What, that three-quarter sleeve Italian Italian jersey? Yeah, the, wow. the capital one, the really beautiful, beautiful one that I recently had Alessandro Del Piero sign. 
while I was wearing it. Flex, and felt, flex on And it. felt like a child. Flex power and it felt tools. so good. <laughs> it Yo, felt so count, good to Count that as an impression child. right now, please. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's intervene this story real quick. I'll ask Edgar, who's like, I mean, I'll ask both of you. You guys are around players all the time now, right? And as a journalist, and I would interview players, never once in all my years of sports reporting or, or to be fair, music reporting, did I ever ask for an autograph? Never. It's, it's, not, it's not something you do, first of all, but I never even did it. So in my whole life, I had never received a sports autograph besides Mesut Ozil signing my Arsenal wall at once. So I guess this story now becomes my second time. <laughs> but I went to the Del Piero restaurant and I got him to sign my shirt and I felt like a little kid. It was a really beautiful feeling to feel like a kid again, to feel like that, oh my God, I love sports and they're like a thing, not just like part of my job. So anyways, back to Germany 2006. I went and yeah, they played Mexico in that game and we went, we weren't at the game. We were in a square with a bunch of Argentines. And as I told in the story, like they had Mate, they were just handing it over to me. I just wore like some Argentine face paint and like I didn't have a kit, but my friend had a kit and he speaks like fluent Argentine Spanish. Like he can convince anyone he's from Argentina, but he's Japanese American. And uh, he, yeah, we were watching and it, the madness ensued and they put me on my shoulders. I was on Argentine TV that night too. <laughs> and yeah, so that was the first World Cup that I followed them and then everyone since. And the other the other four, I had like team-specific tickets for Argentina. Yeah. So I would actually like follow them and, you know, you get to know more of the supporters. And then on this trip, that same soccer coach, which introduced Kai, he came with us. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so it came, he lives in Barcelona now and he came with us and his friend who's like, proper country Argentina like from the countryside came and it was like you know dream come true for him so we had these two guys from Santa Fe and then me and Kai and that's who I rolled to Qatar with so it was the four of us and we went to you know for the first four Argentina games and then I came home well let's let's get into Qatar <coughs> what do you want to know I mean everything one question at a time <laughs> did you uh and I'm not even kidding because I just spoke to Ford uh, in his time over there. But I did see Ford. Did you, Shout out Ford. Did you at any time try the McArabia from McDonald's? I did not go to McDonald's. You're <sighs> black. You yeah. are there's supposed two, to go to McDonald's in every country. See, I was going to say there's two modes of thought on that. It's like you definitely always go or you almost never go. I'm the almost never go. No, I want to be engulfed in the culture or whatever. Yeah, I am. I am that. I am that <laughs> annoying guy. We, we got my friend Zach who's hanging out with us. I'm that annoying guy to the point where I'll like make people march over the whole city and like exhaust themselves just to go to some stupid noodle shop. Ben Bajiljak also knows that because we're in Bangkok. I made him go get boat noodles and he wanted to kill me because it took <laughs> us like three hours to walk and we passed by like 75 McDonald's on the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I got the settled down domesticated dweez. <laughs> I might have hated your ass too. <laughs> I hated my ass too. You I'm glad. I'm, ass. I too am glad. <laughs> I too am glad. <laughs> Can you show the picture for us about when you land in guitar? I just know very little about the country. I've, the big thing we we're talking about when you were planning to go is like, I want to see it for myself. I want to touch the ground. I want to talk to the people who are local there. I want to try the tea that's from there. Like when you get off the plane, like what does that feel like? What do you what what greets you? Where where did you stay? I actually know very little about like My outside of, yeah outside of your tea. Like I saw some cool like food pictures, some cool tea pictures. But outside yeah, of I that, a food picture. I better I there was bet, something interesting, interesting flaky flaky yeah, pastry sure. looking flaky thing. pastries in the back. Yeah, 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 right yeah. next to the tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote something about some of this, which may or may not come out. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, I had a very different experience 
I think, than some of the folks in the LAFC universe who've traveled. For one, I didn't stay in nice accommodation. I stayed in the most affordable accommodation, which is called the Clusters. The Clusters. Yeah, are, the you clusters. did it. I was down south. Shout out to Pictures in the Mail, mm-hmm. our boy, Rich. He also stayed in the Clusters, so he knows. If you want to talk to somebody who's real, recognize real. Because there's these people out here staying on the cruise ships. There are people staying in the Pearl, nice hotels. We did not stay in a hotel. We stayed at a place that was $40 a night. Mm. And it was called the Clusters. And we were down there in what I can only describe as a football zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's everyone wandering around looking for something to eat at three in the morning because we're all on the same schedule and everyone either is just went to a game or is just coming back from a game. And uh, <laughs> this village is like literally like coming up every day. Like every, like they set up a viewing area like the day after we got there. So like things were still being built and like added. Good Lord. It was all, it was all so <laughs> surreal. You felt like you were on a movie set. You also felt like you were. Was it like in, divided by country of origin or anything like that? It's just like, no, everyone, you're next to a, a Switzerland fan. You're next well, to. One a, thing I think people should know is I think some Americans and many Western Europeans definitely did like protest the tournament and like didn't go, mm-hmm. maybe as many as numbers. A lot of other countries said, fuck that, I'm going anyways. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's countries that are nearby, like Saudi the Arabia, African continent. Uh, Korea and Japan both came in full force. I saw a lot of supporters from there, even down in the clusters. Um, tons of L3 fans, as as usual. The Argentine fans traveling big, as usual. Um, and then you get like a lot of people who aren't from any country that's participating. Like yeah. Peruvian fans. You get like Guatemalan fans. You get people who just like come because they love the game and they've maybe traveled to a bunch of the tournaments. There was a decent size of Ecuadorian fans as well. But um, all this assembly, the, the most affordable place you could go to for a World Cup outside of probably the flight, right? So that's a good question. Besides the flight and alcohol, if you did want alcohol, you had to go to these international hotels or to the fan zone at which both were expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's available. Alcohol was available. It's not mm-hmm. hard to get alcohol. You just have to go to those type of places, go in, pay like whatever it is kind of high prices, but it's almost all like Bud and Corona. It's not like interesting booze. Hey, um, sponsor the my pod. You still have time, Budweiser Corona. I any, uh, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time at those types of establishments. I did go to the Brazil National Team Hotel one night, completely accidentally. <laughs> and of all the, the workers that I met on the trip, that was the only one who was like, bro, I've been working 17 hours. He was at the Budweiser little tent and he told me sometimes the Brazil players, national players, like look out through the windows of the hotel, like down on like this little area where you can watch games on kind of like a roof deck situation. And he was like, I've been working 17 hours. I'm so tired. Because I was asking him, I'm like, how do you like the tournament? Like how it's been? He's like, this is, it's horrible. Like it's hell. And I felt so bad. And he lived like there for the tournament, like kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, he's a, Definitely like a migrant worker vibe, like some of the kind of horror stories you read about. Yeah. <coughs> but he was just serving booze and he was just miserable, you know, and it was really sad to like be there. And he was like nice to me about it, but he was real. He was like, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Like That shit but, you read is like there. Right? Yeah, for sure. It definitely exists. And I encourage anyone who actually wants to know more about Qatar rather than just watching a 10 second YouTube video or reading something online. There's a great book called Inside Qatar by, I believe his name is Andrew McManus. 
I'm not sure what the exact name slipping my mind right now, but inside guitar walks through all, it really, really, really does a good job of like peeling back the layers and talking about, um, you know, people's actual lives there. So if you want, if you want to know more about that, that's a lot better than any of like the news coverage and things like that, in my opinion. However, a lot of the other people that I ran into, whether they were just working the tournament or volunteering, because there was a lot of volunteers, um, were wonderful. And yeah. they were like thrilled to be there and they weren't overworked and they were staying in nice accommodations and their hours were like eight to 10 hours a day and they weren't complaining. I mean, you know, they were pretty like thrilled about it and excited about the tournament. So right. that was the only time where it was like full bl blown, like this guy's miserable. Um, but everyone else I talked to from Uber drivers who had lived in Qatar for eight years to, you know, other people on the worker front, I didn't go out to, you know, construction sites and like, whip out my recorder and interview people on the spot. But I, a lot of the people I talked to who were there working or who had lived in Qatar for a while were like, they didn't love it in Qatar. They weren't like, Qatar is amazing, but they're like, I make a lot of money and I get to bring back to my family. You know, and one guy from Sri Lanka who was an Uber driver of mine, he told me all about his, um, every time you get to his village, you can smell the tea because he has a tea, tea processing f factory like right near his village. And so he told me how much he like misses the tea. I talked to almost everyone about yeah, tea. Yeah, I, I because, figured. Well, I gave out free tea while I was there. That was my thing. What the fuck? For what? Yeah, so I gave to every day, I gave out a little tea. Why do you have so many things? Jesus Christ. Okay, It's wait. just a tea. It's not, it's one thing. Okay, okay, it's just okay, many so. manifestations. <laughs> so I gave out little tins. I brought like 15 little tins of my favorite Yame green tea that you can make cold brew. I mean, all you guys have had my cold brew. It's one of those. And I was like, dude, what would be good in the desert? Like fucking cold brew, right? And these guys drink like hot milk tea. So I would just be like, bro, put this in the, you know, put it in the fridge in a, in a water bottle overnight and it's going to blow your mind the next day. Like it's going to be so good. And they were all so thrilled. I get this, I met this guy from Mauritania who was not interested in football at all. And he was like, tea? I want to talk to you all about tea. So we just talked about teas. Like if you come over to my house, like if we were in Mauritania, I would like serve you tea. Like that's a big thing in, in our, in my culture. And so he's like, was so happy to get to get tea. And another sure. guy, another guy that I gave it to, I gave it to 15 different people. So I've got 15 different stories. How much time do you got? Um, All night. One of the guys was uh, the, the aisle steward in the stadium during the Mexico Argentina game. And when Messi scored that goal, a lot of us acted a fool and like, and like crowded that, the, the lane, you know, but he was like super chill about it. Like way too nice. Like a lot of the other security guards were like, you know, this one guy was super nice. So I was like, Hey man, I don't know if you drink tea. That's how I always start it. And I like open up this little black jar. It looks like drugs. Every time I would bring it into the stadium, people would like have to like check it. And they're like, is this drugs? Like, I'm like, it's tea, 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 tea. And I eventually got through. So I didn't have to get got, is but I gave it to drugs? that guy. He was so happy. And he turns to me and he's like, I really like messy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's like, I'm so happy. I couldn't sleep last night. And I was like, Beautiful. So that was, I had more of those type of interactions where people, people were like, we were talking tea, we were talking football, we were talking like their lives. And they were on the whole, like extremely positive and extremely encouraging. Like, yeah, not, not to say that like working and living in, in Qatar is great on the whole, obviously it isn't. Um, but the folks that I interacted with were like, their their hearts were in it and they were like they were happy about the way that like at least 
the tournament was providing more income and yeah. all that. Yeah. Damn. I mean, you're yeah. You're Sorry, one of a kind, a dude. Of, yeah. No, that's like that's like the straight up the you have little 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 vials of tea that's straight up like where drugs are packed. Right? Is that like always? It's always that. It's always that that confusion. That's always so funny to me. It is. Funny. I mean, it's funny because we have another one. It's like another mirror image <laughs> of that Argentina Mexico stuff. Because like these guys, I was with a, a bunch of bunch of um, Mexican Mexican homies watching the Argentina Mexico game. You were there live. The mirror image is there again. I mean. AC Edgar, you want to walk us through what was your on your side of the reflection there? Just about how yeah, that felt just, to just elaborate that man Tata Martino's a war criminal, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he did to that team. I mean, as an Argentinian man himself, I can only assume that he was there uh sent to foil. As a, yeah, as like a spy or something to just like doom the team for the next like two World Cup cycles. Uh but no, I mean we Edgar and I saw the the game together. Uh, we were over at Moose uh, Craft Barbecue. Shout out to the homies. Um, but it was like one of those games where I think that the mood with the Mexican national team has been so negative over like the last year and a half. Yeah, y'all had an um, even kind of head about being like, this is not our tournament. This is not our coach. Yeah. Wasn't and, and like, I mean, there's always the people that just talk it like for the bands and whatnot. Sure, but for the bands. It's like, you know, any real logical sane person would have looked at that team and said like, no, no chance they even get out of the group stage. So, um, you know, th there was a little bit of hope, you know, Mexico always turns up for some big games in the world cup. And, uh, you know, it just is so sad that as you know, tradition continues that whenever we face Argentina, it's just like our hurdle in the world cup. Like it, it has been for at least like three of the past, maybe what four tournaments. And, I think that it's sometimes like a game that is so hyped because, you know, all the history that's behind it. And you, you kind of like build yourself up to say like, there's that glimmer of hope that we're going to come out of this game and, yeah. and win. And uh, I think after that first goal went in, I was like, there's no chance we're done. Like our world <laughs> comes over. And um, it's, it's sad because I think that like, you know, there could have been so much done to prevent this entire Mexico team from crashing and burning as bad as it did. Uh, like, there's no need to be taking up uh, Funes Mori or, like, you know, <laughs> Raul Jimenez that, like, are just fucking, like, tree trunks on the bench, bro. Like Jimenez is just not the same, huh? Just, nah, and, and that's the thing, man. It's like... David Luiz, I will also see you in hell. <laughs> yeah, even though you were with Arsenal at the time. <laughs> Cage man. Oh, that, that's you. That's yeah. on you. I mean, yeah. So, I think, like, to, long story short, uh, we were doomed from the start. And I think that, you know... I don't the, like this energy. I don't like this... Where's the, the Mexican you the, asked, the, the you bravado? Because I, I wanted a very specific <laughs> you answer. You see, that, the, the, the bravado <laughs> like, was lost. The I just be like, half. we would have win the fucking tournament. You know, the silver lining, though, is that mm -hmm. I found out that uh, Alexis Vega, Yes, he was a he's he's a great player, and uh, in FIFA career mode, he gets up to ninety one overall. So that's that's silver lining. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the bad <laughs> he's part a new about star. it though is that now on FIFA you can't even play with Liga Mekis. They don't they that's lost true. the licensing they lost rights. The so. license. But yeah. I mean, the, the the silver lining, I think, is that Tata Martino is fired, uh, or at least he, he's not returning to the team. So that's good. I mean, that's a start. Um, but I think that there's such a talented generation of really young Mexican players uh, that are kind of rising through the ranks. Like, it's, it's very reminiscent of what, you know, maybe was happening, I'd say, any time from 2005 to 2007 with that team. So it's like... The, the, the future's there. And I think with the tournament, you know, coming to, you know, North America in 2026, it's like, 
for the U.S. alike, it's like there's an incredible opportunity to showcase, you know, the talent, you know, that both of these federations have kind of been battling with one another to prove that, you know, yeah, and that's throw, the, that's the throw Canada in there, too. I yeah, think no, all three agreed. federations really have an opportunity to build. I think I think it was the best thing in the world to happen in Mexico. Yeah. Like, I think n them not going further the chance for them to like start doing some a few things different because there should be a world powerhouse at football bottom line the country's big enough people love it enough a lot of money have a history there. dude mexico should be a world power at football and yeah. they haven't been i really hope they will be and i think like them falling short at this tournament could help contribute to that but like to your point us canada it's a huge opportunity, and I hope all three federations grow because all of us want the game to grow in the country, yeah. not just the league, MLS. Like, we want more more people paying attention, better players. Like, we, we all want that, and all, if all three of those federations continue to excel, like, the game's going to rise, and we want yeah. that. I think, for the most part, people want that here. And, Dweez, for you, like, that, that Mexico-Argentina game was probably the only game, Argentina game, you went to where it was pretty 50-50 split in the crowd, or was it still more Argentina? With all due respect to the Mexican fans, Ooh. there's usually a lot. There's usually a lot, but there isn't. And again, no one really has this, Brazil included. It might have something to do with how big Mexico is as a country and how spread out it is and how like diverse it is. And it also might be the same in Brazil. Like it's big enough and diverse enough where you just do not have, I don't know. There's probably someone here who'd have another opinion. This is just my opinion. Like you don't have the collective like there's a couple Mexican chants that are just a couple lines like, you know, somos, somos los grandes otra vez, which is in Russia. And then it's like, so, somos locales otra vez mm -hmm. in, in Mexico. But that's it. It's like, chale ve, chale ve, somos locales otra vez. It's not so they, a, it's no, not a. Yeah, it's just they don't have an organization. A, exactly. And it's not a, a fucking six stanza ballad that like the whole stadium is singing. Like, I mean, nobody not, does that except Argentina. Exactly. Right? So you can't, like, if you put those two together, in terms of numbers, yeah, pure numbers. that night, I mean, it was probably closer to 50-50, but in terms of the volume, and this is be even before the goal, it's not 50-50. Wow. It's just not. <laughs> and, yeah, like, Mexico always shows up, and they, all, and they believe it, and the fans are fucking amazing, but it's just different. It's a different way to support, and it's not one's not right and one's not wrong. It's just, you know... That's just, you know, there was a point in the game when the people saying Somos Locales Ultra Vase were the Argentine fans. Like, they, they flip it on you that quick. Like, uh. the fans are that plugged in. Mm. And they can, like, and it's not just one song. There's, like, 20 songs that they could rifle through. There's, every tournament has a new song. Like, it's just a different level. Yeah, like, talk to me more about, and like, I'm talking yeah. about a neutral here. I'm a, I'm a neutral person. I'm not you're from not any of these countries. You're not Argentina. <laughs> no, but I'm not, I'm not like, saying he's neutral no. whilst wearing an Argentina. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm neutral here. I'm neutral. <laughs> 15 minute tire. I have more Mexican. Two-time Argentine TV appearance making yeah, but fucking neutral to over here. Listen to me. I'm neutral <laughs> as in, like. nephew over here, I'm neutral as in, like, the reason I'm wearing this jersey is because of that. The reason that I gravitate towards Argentina is because of like the beauty of them in the stands. I don't, I don't know I don't if that's neutrality, neutral bro. anymore, dog. I'm pretty sure you're an Argentine supporter. <laughs> no, neutral as in you, I came to it you with sure, 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 sure. Like, before you go. But don't you understand what I'm saying? Like I am not neutral because of the thing, the very thing I'm talking about. Like I took the side of the best supporters in the world. Yeah, that's what we're in saying. The international stage. <laughs> in the international stage. In the international stage. Taking a side is not neutral. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's why. That's why I did it. Think of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? 
That's this. That's the Jesus. question we're talking about. <laughs> Jesus is the answer. <laughs> all right. I, look, Adam I, and Eve. Yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Wait, this. Can you talk to talk to us more about um, what you just said about like the Argentinian fans jumping on the Mexican chance? Like, is that when you hear? It's like it's almost like the gamesmanship. Like, like this is me. Like, just knowing LAFC things mostly, but it's like. Our couple hears what they're saying and be like, and "This, it. this is how we got to cut through that noise." And then we say something that's like either "fuck Carson" the or whatever. British, like, the British supporter culture and English supporter culture does it great, right? Like they, they, they know the timing. Mm -hmm. The timing of a chant. You're getting sacked in the morning, like a certain yeah. manager goes down a second, third goal before halftime, and it's like things are going poor. He's yelling at his players, and they suddenly hit him with, "You're getting sacked in the morning." It's like so, it cuts so hard right then, right? Because yeah. it's the time, the timeliness. And I think something that I hope like LAFC can evolve into, because right now we got like the playlist going, yeah. but the more you can kind of like really like be able to, to plug in and people collectively like get it and they jump on it together at given moments, that's, yeah. that's like, that's like a next. That's level, what I'm, I'm fascinated about it because like a lot of times, like shout out the MLS supporters, but like we're playing in the in the crowd, we're playing against ourselves, right? Like it's mm. like there's nothing, there's nothing happening, so we just have to entertain ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But this is like the Mexican fans are are creating such a, a stink of it, and then all of a sudden, like the the Argentine fans are like, okay, how do we flip that? That's like so that's crazy, like strategy, Agreed. like Agreed, shit, yeah. right? And for it to just like happen, like as soon as it happens, everyone gets it. That's mm. like the the challenge, right? That's that's the, that's it'll, a, it'll take time. It'll take time. It'll sure. take time. It'll take time. That's a great thing about a, a good song. You don't got to explain it to people. Like it just fucking slaps. So when it slaps, it fucking yeah. slaps. Yeah. So, um, what was the question? I mean, you saw. Okay, you you saw the messy goal from your eyeballs, knowing that you they you'd cause your your friends great I, pain. But how, how, what was it like in the in the moment? What was it like rushing the aisles? Yeah. Like shout out to my boy Daniel Diaz, who like I've. You know, Daniel Diaz, born and raised in Mexico, came over. I played football with him my whole life. Like, he also, I've, I watched Mexico play, um, who did we watch them play? Sweden? Was that the third group game in, in, in Russia? Russia. And which they qualified? Right? Yeah. yeah. Through a, they lost, but they qualified. Yeah, through the Korea. Thanks to Korea. Yeah, so I watched that game and I, and I watched my homie, like, cry as mm. he sung the national anthem and sat next to me and did this style. Not the not the not the regular style, like the proper the yeah. proper style. I like want Mexican football to succeed, and I like continually will always want that program to grow. And I think it, they should be a lot better than they are. And I hope that they will be in the future. The Vela generation, the Chicharito generation, like that was the sign of what could come. Something could be improved on. Um, but yeah, like you know, this is going to be a uh segue a little bit but or a tangent i was at the u.s england game and long story short i couldn't get to my seat and i was in the media section and i just got into it with this like steward and i'm like look i'm just sitting here the game's starting i'm sitting here and as soon as i sat there this guy was like dweez and i was like what the f and i turn around and george washington a man dressed as george washington is like dweez never seen him in my life and i'm like uh are you haunting me um, from my dreams because i'm like an american who's not supporting america i'm wearing my lafc shit. Washington. i'm wearing my lafc shit at this game i'm not like wearing a u.s flag i don't own any u.s paraphernalia um and he's like i'm an lafc season ticket holder i read all of your articles oh, i listen to your podcast what's up man 
and uh, shout out to to him whose name I'm forgetting suddenly. It's in my phone somewhere as I look through my phone. Anyways, he's sitting next to another guy dressed as Abraham Lincoln. Wow. So this is all like some shit out of a dream. And he's like, come sit with us. And I was like, okay. So he sits me in the middle and here I am. <laughs> this guy who like can't, can't really like out loud cheer for America because I have like all these squiggly feelings in my stomach. Um, sitting next to George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and, I bra- and I talk to them. I'm like, guys, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't know why, but like my heart doesn't want to cheer for the U.S. Like I want to. I want to cheer for America. Let me just say that. I want to. I want to want to. But I can't fake the funk. Like I can't. Like my heart never lies. Mm. And that's the thing with the whole Argentina thing. I didn't want to cheer for Argentina. I like it happened to me. You know, you don't like choose some things. You don't choose a lot of things, I think. You fall in love with like what you fall in love with for whatever reason. Like why didn't, why couldn't I watch the Galaxy? Why couldn't I love the Galaxy? The Galaxy was the team in MLS. I went to a Galaxy game. Why couldn't I do it? Why couldn't so many of us do it who, who had a chance to go to that game? Why? Because it didn't, it didn't have that effect on your heart. It didn't pull you. You didn't feel it. And that's what I was talking to those guys about. I'm sitting between them. I'm like, guys, why can't I root for America? Like, I, I want the sport to grow, but I can't, like, I can't sit here and do like the USA. Four score. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't sit here and do the USA chant with you. I can't sit here and do it. I just can't. Why not? Let's turn this over. Let's talk about it. So were you sitting there when the um, It's Called Soccer was going on? I don't know if I remember that. I mean, that chant makes Wait. me want to disappear. That, yeah, that chant goes was, fucking hard. You guys don't... It's so <laughs> yeah, funny. What? It's so fucking funny. It's like taking but, what every... All right, but yeah, yeah. If, if everyone that was chanting it was trying to be funny, then cool. But, oh, they weren't trying to be funny? I thought it was like a big I joke on everyone. Motherfucker, probably George and fucking <laughs> Abe were dead serious. I was about to say, Dweez, I think the answer to your questions were sitting right next to you. <laughs> were the guys next to me? Yeah. No, they were great. I, they we were, were really told nice. those were wooden teeth. Those were slave teeth, you fucking bastards. So listen to me. They were slave teeth? That? I thought they were wood. The wood <laughs> is just what the teeth went into. Oh, no. Yeah. The wood teeth was just a fun little detail. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, Ain't I'm not. Like, fucked up? The wood is the frame for the fucking slave teeth. No, you a little bitch, George History Washington. lessons with Slim. History with Slim. Slim, Slim. <laughs> USA. So, so, like, anyhow. Um, Fuck. Okay, so. Well, to. God damn it. I'm gonna, I gotta look up his you name. You gotta look up George's name? I just can't keep calling him out of his, out of his George. name. George. Scott. Scott. S- to Scott, like, and th- they were great. And Expo Scott, Scott from, what's up, baby? Scott, Scott's LFC. That man only yeah, on around 66J. <laughs> no, he was a real one. He was great. And he, he, one thing he said in like the same breath was he was like, man, this stadium is beautiful. And I've, I have worked construction like a lot in my life. Like I build things. But I can't stop thinking about all the people that died building the stadium. So we just sat there and talked about like what it, how hard it was to square that circle. To like be in a place making memories that were only possible because, you know, people basically were worked to death. Scott, thank you for listening. And I said, thank you for listening. But can we extend the critical thinking a little further there and be like, for the man wearing the George Washington costume, well, how could you not think so of here, what, so, what that man so was capable of? This whole thing we're getting at is like what my real experience of the World Cup was, was it was an experience of constant paradoxes and ironies sure. and things falling, exploding in on each other. I mean, because like, if that were the mindset, then we wouldn't be able to visit any of the wonders of the world, right? Like, 
Great Wall of China, the pyramids. Right. Like you take you take Taj these Mahal. you take you take the you do the whataboutism thing and you wind up in no man's land. Mm. Like I think what I came to is that multiple things can be true at once. Yeah, you know, it can be it can Ooh, be multiverse theory. Let's go. I mean, it's the everything everywhere all at once theory. It's just it's just that nothing thing. fucking matters. Everything big. Well, everything could be true. Like it could be true that. It's a World Cup soaked in blood, and it can be true that people were making unforgettable memories. Like, I'll never forget Ben Chi's happiness when Korea won that game, and all those feelings and those memories are real, and they'll be with us. Just like the people who cheered for Chelsea under Roman Abramovich, who's, you know, not necessarily the cleanest wheel on the on the axle. I'll call you, you know, they, those, But those memories are real. Those memories are real, and it doesn't take away from him what had happened later. Um, this World Cup should have never happened, and yet it was happening. You make sense of that. Like, and that's what it was like to be there. You're like, this shouldn't exist. I'm here and it exists. How can this be? It felt like a dream sometimes. It felt like a nightmare sometimes. I saw people treat each other wonderfully. Yeah. I saw this Ecuadorian fan treat this Filipino worker awfully. She was, I'd never have seen someone, very rarely in my life I've seen someone like treat someone like that. It was over like a dollar of a dollar extra price of water that she said was supposed to be cheaper. And she thought like, it just became this whole thing. So I saw that happen, you know, just like little things and all of these things could happen and be true. And it's just my microcosmic experience of this. It doesn't mean this is what the world cup was or wasn't, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if any of this is helping you get the picture of being there, but it was like a constant mixed feeling. Yeah, I got almost everything except for the flaky pastries, bro. But oh yeah, yeah. no, that's flaky. that's oh, this. the food was actually good. I, and, cool. I, an Iraqi homie of mine who grew up in Dubai, he's from Iraq. He came down. He currently lives in London, and he brought us to an Iraqi restaurant. That that was probably the best meal with this this baked fish. Yemeni's food was phenomenal. Mm. The Qatari food we had in Sukhokif was also quite good. So all the Middle Eastern food is banging. There's a place called Damascus, so it was Syrian food. It was really good. Shout out Damascus. Persian food a couple times, but I don't know. I wasn't eating that much. I was just drinking Karak and going to the next game and cracking out. I didn't even know you could drink crack. Karak? <laughs> I thought that was just the Qatari Karak. fucking pronunciation. <laughs> this guy said he's over low hanging fruit. You I was fucking getting little, Karak little Karak. bitch. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take our first break and come back with. Life. Another thing. And love. <laughs> okay, I like that. Back here in the backyard for one last time. You heard that right, listeners? Listening. Viewers? No, we've never had viewers. No, viewers. Can we just say it one more time? In this backyard. In the backyard. <laughs> in the, the backyard. backyard. <laughs> in the backyard. So, so in the future, this there is might be other ones. Um, that, that'll be the backyard. This is the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey's is moving, guys. He's he's leaving the states for a little bit at least, and um, the backyard that was our home for five years, four years, four yeah, to, years. And to be fair, even if I wasn't leaving the states, the backyard would be kaput anyways. The this backyard this is particular backyard. not no longer back, but um, it's going to be some condos probably yeah. soon that are, will be more expensive than any of us. Can, well, can we can let's let's name the condo property? What's so what's right the now, sexy name for the Bud Long House? Do you guys think that the people who sleep in the condos that will be at this property 
will be able to hear the echoes of Slim's dirty jokes in their dreams. I hope so. I hope they're just fucking banging people out to fucking dirty jokes in their head. Is that how physical locations work? The echoes just continue. So that would be a good ghost, actually. I think it'd be a kind of a fun yeah. one to Slim's have like, around. Stick Slim's my like, finger in their butt hole. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on their stomach. Stick <laughs> my... <laughs> <laughs> That's that's where you get you like use your one ghost privilege oh, for poking buttholes. So yes, they will be able to hear Slim Shady jokes. Well, oh, if so. if they're gonna hear those though, I wanna I wanna start with these boys over here because they came to the backyard latest. Let's start with EG. What is your oldest backyard memory? Oldest backyard memory. Oldest backyard memory. I think is when we were recording that very first episode in 2019 and getting here. And you guys had wrap chips. <laughs> oh, we did. Or oh, you brought them, didn't no, you? Bring someone them? Had, oh, you brought them. You brought the the, the rap, the MC, the rap. Oh yeah, yeah, wrap yeah. chips. One Ooh. time for the culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we had the Fetty Wap ones and like the, the Migos ones. Hell yeah. Actually, that was also my first time having the um. What was it like? The Those peanuts. Oh, the oh. crack peanuts, the shesh. Oh, we have had the peanuts Dude, we in a stopped, while. We stopped doing the peanuts. Uh, I used to bring out a lot of things. Those peanuts yeah. were life changing. Those, Those peanuts, peanuts were are life fire. Yeah, yeah, the the, the Sichuan peanuts. peanuts. That was that was my memory. Mm. The wrap chips and the and the peanuts. Wow. <laughs> the mouth numbing uh, nuts. How about you, AC? This, this is how I know that the pod actually happened in July. Or uh, th this is how I know the pod actually happened in July. It's because um, you had a Fourth of July party here. Mm. Rager. And, yeah, talk about it, Josh. Because like. When that I walked in, this man was stumbling <laughs> up on a little kiddie oh, pool. Oh, yeah, you were. It was wild. Like, that was my first memory was Josh, like, about to, like, just, like, ran through the fucking, like, fence. I think you were number one that night. You went the hardest. You were the most. No. You were the most he American. number one. You were the most American. I do love America the most. I was even playing, bro. I think you had, like, thong sandals and, the, like, America bandana. Thong we, we actually used so, to like, get Josh yeah. fucked up back here a lot. Yeah, me and you we would get really yeah. fucked up back here, and especially in the beginning. It's kind of it's yeah. especially in the beginning. I, I couldn't handle it. The bottle, the Hennessy, the Hennessy bottles. Yeah, we would dust the like pretty much a bottle of Henny every night we came here. Yeah, like we finished three quarter bottle and then we'd have another one and like finish like another three quarters the next time. But yeah, the July Fourth, like that's. So we still didn't really know each other that well that first July 4th? No, yeah, we did by that point because I think at, the, at that given moment, you were like, all right, you got to pull up to this. And I think by that point, we had already also... Like, That's when AC slipped through our fingers because fucking Benny nah, took him it was this, this is long after too. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like probably a good year after because I remember that by that point, we were already like, we had already met at K-Town. Doing supportive shit. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Nikki Sports thing. Yeah, or, or, but for like dinner with you and Louise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we had. Oh had yeah, that, that, that the, the Godfather dinner. offer. I wish that we could have like Shout had a Prince. documentary crew with us that night, <laughs> <laughs> because and it would have just followed Josh. Like it would have been great from the beginning. POV: Josh just leaving his house and he's just like, you know, just like hell yeah. And he's just, driving. I do he's just cool driving, shit. driving in silence, like kind of looking out the window. <laughs> Yo, and then he's just like, all right, guys. Shout out my Kia Prince. Optima at the time. That was sick. And was we sat least. down and just hearing him, and I was like. I had probably met you guys before, but that was like the first time I properly, yeah. properly talked. Josh just always had the vision. ACO's his, you know, his uh, 
manager, Spice here, he just always knew that you, you should have invested in him when you had the chance. I'm still I'm investing in him right now. I mean, I got I got yeah, on in the tail end yeah. a little bit. But yesterday's will, price is not this, today's this will price. Draw by the time. That oh yeah, for sure. Out. Yeah, oh, we're shout we're we're collabing a little bit brisk. on works. Shout out Brisk, everybody. Oh, oh. Brisk. I got AC some some iced tea money, fuckers. Oh, yeah. I always get people money when I can't get money myself. So that's that's how this works. <laughs> Damn. Get me Brisk some money, baby. Spice. You want some money? Actually, I'm actually cool. Okay, cool. I'm actually cool right now on that front. But I, at that, some point, I might. Do you remember what, what we talked about that day? At the it was it was a two v two. We were recruiting. Yeah. We were like college recruiters. We we're like going. We're like we got these two young bucks coming up. We oh, yeah, we no. got an idea. And we feel like they <laughs> they fit the program. Dude, I feel the same way then as I feel now, which is that like we were trying to have an, a way to honestly express things we loved about something happening before our very eyes. Mm. And that like, no one needed to own it. No one, I just wanted everyone to feel like it could be a place where they could express creative tendencies of any stripe. And actually I talked to Ben Chi about this when I was in Korea a little bit. I gave him a lot of props about Dorsum. I think Dorsum is the coolest shit of all time because Ben can do it whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. That's what's so cool about it. It's like those of us who start creative pursuits, I think a lot of people lose steam because they can't do it consistent enough and they feel like if they can't do it consistent enough, they might as well not do it at all. And it becomes this all or nothing creative thing. But if you can create something where you can honestly and sincerely bring pieces of creative expression, art, um, something you're feeling out into the world on a time frame that works for you, that's not like disrupting and destroying your life, that's perfect. That's like the ideal creative situation, you know? And I, and I think and hope that like FCFC, you know, sometimes we used to like lament about, oh, we don't have an episode this week, like early on, because we felt it was so important to do consistent episodes. Yeah. But now it's like, I feel the opposite. I feel like if I have something, a place where we can always put our creative things. And I think that like, like I was saying, that conversation at the Prince between the four of us is the exact same way I feel now. If someone has something that they want to express in that lane via visual medium, audio medium, any medium, I would hope that they still feel like it's, you know, the place where they can do that. For sure. And I think, I mean, we'll get into like our favorite fart <laughs> jokes and our fucking best, our, our favorite guests in the backyard in a bit. But I think to touch on what Dweez is saying about the vision for the future, it really is like, that's a trash can rolls on my entry. By the way, my Dr. house. Crew cut this. This is this is a this is just a side note. This is just a side note for all those who've wondered how the last few weeks at the backyard have fared. Two different cars have run into my house in the past month. <laughs> Two weeks from each other. I, I think you, those listening, you guys could all go your whole lives without a car ever hitting your house. It happened to us twice. One, this uh, this window to our left, which is now just a complete open window. Uh, the brick wall came tumbling down when someone backed into this wall and it came tumbling over. And then someone was swerving down the road and ran into the, through the fence and hit a tree. Otherwise the tree would have, yeah. the, the tree saved us house. from it going into Sean's room. Yeah. So I don't know. Be careful. I don't know what, I guess your house is stationary, so you can't really do anything about it. Just, <laughs> well, just be aware that people might run shit, in. Man. Yeah, ensure you're safe. Yeah. I mean, I think, fuck, like it's, it's like really like, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, thanks for editing uh, the rolling noises out here, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel, <laughs> always thank you for, for all that stuff. Um, 
Hey, shout out to credit to us, man. I think we've been really good about like not having like egos or big heads about this shit. Like it would never belong to the either one of the three of us. Like we always like cared about this shit. About this is my podcast. Oh, <laughs> Slim's taking over. It's just called Slim F C. Slim F. F Slim F Slim. F Slim. That's. Actually, let me let me get the right step, bro. Let me, okay, I've okay. seen lesson. No, bef- okay, no, but I think the important thing is like the, our vision for that day at the Prince, and even before that, when we were talking about a podcast together about culture first and all that shit, um, it still kind of holds true after f- four years of the pod, five and a half of the, of the club, like all that kind of stuff holds true. Which is why, I mean, I've been trying to do some clean breaks in my life to be like, hey, this is like. It's better to look a thing in the face and say goodbye rather than like just letting it fucking pitter patter on and like doing this half head this fucking dance. But um, this is one of the things where I'm like, I love this thing so much. I love weird footy culture so much. When you were like talking about like the Argentinian fans singing against the Mexican fans, I erection fucking I'm bone big boner. There's a big he's boner. Also wearing, about he's that. also wearing Lucky pleats. It gets big when it's a boner. He's also wearing Man, pleats. He's, like, plastic, 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 plastic. he's also wearing pleats, so it looks extra illusionary. Ooh. But it's like the, the shit that like really arouses me, bro. Like I want to talk about this shit for as long as we want to talk about this shit. So I do believe that should there be like a Hiroshima episode like you did before. I need oh, to come we're doing with a soul episode. A soul episode, which is, is, is uh, going to happen. I mean, we're like doing more in March. We're doing more episodes. March, April, I will be most likely in Korea. So yeah, we're doing more episodes in LA. I mean, like, like I said, what I love about Dorsum is just like the flexibility of it. And those. Mm, Dorsum it, does yoga. It really, uh, I don't know. It's like, those of us who create stuff, at least I can speak for myself, I do it just so I can create more stuff. That's the whole point. It's like to just keep doing it. It's, a, it's an endless game. There's no, there's no like, there's no point in stopping unless yeah. like it's disrupting things in a way. And so. Let's all commit question. to one remote episode right now. Edgar, what's your remote episode? <laughs> like, you know, Dewey's did one on like J- Japan. What's yours? Uh, NFL day following Tato Martino to hell. Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will report live from hell. From hell. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually really funny. <laughs> what if you just did that like all that's in actually, character? That's like experimental shit, bro. Yeah. That's fucking. That's what, that's what I like. <laughs> Edgar just writes a whole. I'll help you write the script. We'll just do, and I'll just be Tata in the background, like, <laughs> and I'll, he'll speak English. He'll speak like weird Schmeagol English. Funes mode. He was the right move. Like yeah. fucking, and then you just like fucking stepping on that dude. Yeah, bro. that could be good. It's fucking fire. We could get a following. We could get a so so before we're still trying to get a no before we start hold on hold on, hold on. we were doing something we we're doing a thing and then it got off track. What Josh Bice? What is your oldest backyard memory? My oldest backyard memory was after um, the first couple of times when the inside just wasn't fucking working, and I was like, I never thought it was a mistake, but I know I always I always believed I always believed it was the right one, but. There's a weird fucking magic that that when you get out here and the the mics are the mics are on, you see the red record button. I don't know if that was ever true, but there was, was there a, a, a red button. <laughs> but some of my favorite task cams there was, wasn't it? Task cams, yes. A... Right, where I'm looking at the table, the square ass table that I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take to my house. So As you should. See, you can on, keep doing it on the table, <laughs> just alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got out there and we did our first one, like our first like like our test tape or shit. Should we release the lost tapes? Yeah, you should. Like the demo tapes. Or I have no idea what we talked about on the podcast. I think we like just trying to it get to know each other. It was mostly smoking, bro. Do yeah. you remember how much we used to smoke? Yeah, it was these two smoking and then just trying to get to know each other. Sim was like, so, so what are you like, Dweez? 
Like, what's your, what's your deal? Though? Low hanging fruit, dog. What do you like? What do you like to do? Man. When did we meet Sachi? Was did we meet Sachi at the house? I'm sure. That's that's where we sort of like hearing that because we we wouldn't have met her at an LFC event. Like no. intro. She, she we had barely met at an LFC event maybe like twice or three times before we came here. Well, I remember came my over. first Josh Spice. Now we're gonna get meta. I remember my first Josh Spice. I, I remember it too. I was just there actually recently. Oh, at, over the Cal weekend. State LA? I thought it was UCLA. No, dude, Cal State LA. I met you before UCLA. Oh. He doesn't remember the first uh-huh. meeting. Only I do. It was Cal the State Academy, LA. Academy game. Academy game. Shit. Okay, no, that's what that was by Bleachers. Very brief though. Yeah. Very and by the, the Rich the Rich was Rich yes. well, of course Rich was there yeah. introducing course, us. Rich is there. Yeah. He did. Remember yeah. when Rich used to be around? <laughs> Rich, we miss you. We, we miss you, Rich. Dweez's, uh Dwe- we could see Dweez's chin just naked. This full on. Oh, yeah, back then. it was only stash oh, yeah. Dweez back then. It was only then. stash. And I was a fucking I didn't even have a mustache back then. No, you're no, just you clean, clean shaven. You were clean shaven you were the thick. Yeah, I was a little more round at that time. <laughs> Slim, what is your oldest backyard memory? I don't know if it's the oldest, but the most vivid one. And I don't even know if it was in the backyard. <laughs> it might have been inside when we were doing the initial inside uh, recording. There's so many conditions to this memory right now. <laughs> and it might not be it's a memory. It's the first but long memory. Uh, but, oh. And it's one that I've rep- repeated on this pod plenty of times. But it's when you busted out your scale. <laughs> Oh, and started yeah. weighing tea leaves, and I was like, "This guy's a fucking psycho." I'm in, and I like him. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, because there's it's it's just like my fascination with like Japanese people and stuff. Like when you're that like invested into something, like it's it's cool because I'm always I'm too even keeled. Like I don't get too high, I don't get too low, and I'm just it's probably like this pursuit to always try to be cool my whole life, but um. Like when I see someone that fully deep, like dives deep into something like tea and fucking weighs it out like a drug dealer, I'm like, all right, <laughs> like this is my kind of psycho. <laughs> Do you ever have these moments, Sam? Because like I mean, out of the table, me and you grew up, grew up the most similar. Like where it's like because we we're part of churches, we we're part of big organizations, now part of LAFC. Like where you just kind of waiting for the shooter job to be like, oh, like. You do something like weird enough where like, oh, you're the you're fucking crazy. Like this is like you're actually like this you you're actually not normal and all that. And like that's when you stop talking to that person, like really like invested in it. Dweez, it's like everything was so intense. Like fucking like I, he just didn't hide and like maybe the first time I met him he was like kind of normal, you know? He's like, hey, I'm a writer, I all that kind of it. stuff. I doubt it. But, but like, I, I think, normal I think in the we beginning. all knew he was a psycho when he did a very short interview with all of us and his fucking like his piece was so fucking this is long. True. This is true. This I is true. I was like, who is this fucking psycho? Dude? It's like these questions are really detailed, you know? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, all those times where like you like wait for people to kind of show their ass a little bit. And all of a sudden, like I saw Dewey's whole ass and I liked what I saw, man. <laughs> I, I usually I leave, I'm an ass first kind of guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I put hey. that first. I put that first and let the rest, you know, take care of itself. Yeah, man. Uh, fuck. Wait, we so we were inside and he was making tea and then he brought the he brought the gram he scale. He brought out his his little digital scale and started <laughs> weighing out his tea leaves. And me, the only time I've seen those digital scales is for drugs. Once again, it goes back to your World Cup story. Like you treat tea the way an addict treats drugs. I treat life the way an addict treats drugs, probably. And that's awesome. And that's probably why we love you so much because you're. Yeah. I'm more than my interests, guys. You don't love me for my soul. 
No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but that psycho in you is your soul. It's Ooh. like, it's kind of- Now we're at talking. Right? It's, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. Right? So Ooh. the way you- Now he's talking our language. Dive deep Ooh. into shit like that. It, a, it shows that- This graphic right here. <laughs> yeah. AC, hey, what kind of father are you going to be, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Josh? What? I want to talk about superpowers now. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm okay. looking for some. So, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think that AC's superpower is? Ooh, Man. that's a great question. Fuck. Yeah. We're going around the table. Everyone prepare. And Shit, I'm, this is I'm rich, deciding this is who says new what about Why LAFC? This sounds like a very Different. rich. No, this okay, is. Okay. This was a shout out to Drew. This is a Drew question he told me one day. Drew. He, he told me what my superpower was, and then I started. Then we flipped oh. it, and I was like, I was like, I don't want that to be my superpower. I want this to be your superpower. And he's like, What do you think your superpower is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, What do you want it to be? I love um, the things I love about people. I think are the things that make them pretty super. I think AC thing. What I love about him is that uh, he's like pretty. I mean, he's like actually actually great at his job he can do all the shit but he's such a he like he's such a nerd about the stuff that he loves <laughs> all the references that he's into like not only does he just like browse it from tumblr and the internet shit like i did like dude is like at sh hardcore shows he loves fucking he loves where he's from he loves the culture of it and he uses all those references to inform his work and in mm -hmm. such an authentic and beautiful way. It's a it's the hardest thing to really connect to. Like it could be what well, could come out, to be honest, is like pretty corny, like a hometown, like fucking Bruce Springsteen love of like New Jersey, all that shit. That's my reference. But like AC's <laughs> AC, the fact that your handle's AC Noho and then you live up to that in every regard and you move the you move the bar up for North Hollywood and for all designers and fucking that's what I really truly the thing i creatively love about you and that's your gift man it really is like to take all the ways that you're raised and be proud of it and then it informs the work that now reaches thousands of people bro it's beautiful wow that was beautiful that that, that, that was, was beautiful. beautiful right there thank you josh I got you. hey ac what's edgar's superpower oh man i think it's really tough because i know edgar is honestly one of the hardest working <laughs> people i fucking know oof uh, but I think Edgar's superpower is definitely his willingness to go above and beyond to be there to support people. Like, I think on top of being like an amazing friend, like, and just someone that like I've collaborated with, like on multiple levels, it's like the things that we do outside of our job sometimes are like not so many, like are the reasons why, like, or, or not so many things people see about us. So it's like seeing Edgar like go out of his way to help a friend or to like help his family or to like really lend a hand in like any way creatively to like whether it was like FCFC or like LAFC or whatever like avenue he's in, you know, and he's he's always doing it, you know, with the thought of making a end result or a product or a memory that's like really worth it. So I'd say that like because I, I sure as hell know that there's a lot of times where I'm like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this. So to have that is a fucking superpower that quite frankly, I even wished I had to. So, yeah. Edgar does work his fucking ass off. You're right. Beneath all the snark. And that's it guys. No more superpowers. I love Wait, it. I yep, want, just I wanted, those two. I, I wanted to volunteer <laughs> to say Josh's superpower. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Edgar, give me mine. Everybody, everybody, say this something is something nice. that I didn't realize until I really thought about it. And like, I had another friend that was, um, a transplant 
I mm. guess. Cause my big thing, if you know me well enough is that I hate like 90% of transplants. <laughs> Boo, transplants. Boo. For all the things Ace, you just said about how I love people and support people. Like, if you're a transplant, as long as you're, you're not lying, a transplant, like, yeah. get away from me. Yeah, my um, superpower is lying. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, we don't but, like fake boobs. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Stop lying to the earth. <laughs> but what I will say, I've. It's, you could say it's Josh's superpower. It's also what I just love most about Josh is that um, he's. He's from New York, came here as a transplant, <laughs> but of all the transplants that I know, he's one of the select few that has made a very like concerted effort to, you know, ingrain himself into the community, know the community and like really know the community and not just, you know, come here and be like. Oh, look at this coffee shop I'm going to, and you know we're gonna do, do fucking. Don't get it twisted. Josh and, definitely did a lot of that. Too. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure he did, but I didn't know him at that point, so it's fine. <laughs> I keep I keep those things away from your eyes. I go- <laughs> but Josh, Josh's superpower is being a real one. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. I think as as Slim was told, this this is uh, I, I get a little hood pass from Edgar. This is. <laughs> After before you, it slipped, called me a hood hopping motherfucker. Yeah. Still a hood hopping asshole. <laughs> hood hopping asshole. Hey, do you feel like you just got like the green light to now be the worst kind of transplant? Now that you, all your hard work's paid off. Yes, <laughs> you're, like, yeah, you're ready to make he's a movie like, yes. about growing uh, up in LA now. Oh, yeah, he's like, he's like, now let me tell you about trains yeah. Yeah. and public transportation tomorrow morning and just go crazy. Fuck bro. I already have the the annual pass, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, bro, let's get coffee at Maru in like three months. Hey, is that not an LA institution? <laughs> in three months? No, I just uh, fuck that. <laughs> no, fuck it. Hey, that's that. That's a very that's thank you. You know me well because that's something that I really work. I worked on really hard. And I, I wanted, I really wanted. I didn't want to do this shit for, for okay, fucking. The, the baton kicks. got passed back to you, and now what? you're gonna give Slim his fit superpower. I do this all the time. Sam always gets uncomfortable, bro. I, I know. I want to watch it. This is so you keep talking, and I'm just gonna. You know, watch I don't Slim. like positivity, fucker. Right. Oh, then give us his anti power. Girls want to be with him. Boys want to be with him. <laughs> Dude, you got the whole population. <laughs> That's no. part of tweezers. Sam, Sam has got fucking, what's, I, I told us all that he got, uh, what's it, fucking street knowledge. Fucking the way to understand and navigate things where the rules are, I'm, I'm good at following rules and like operating within them. Sam knows when that, when we're in the Bronx that a $20 bill is a $20 bill wherever you go. And then uh, that usually gets you an ox court, you know, and where you can play Nipsey and YG <laughs> in the middle of the fucking Bronx. Okay. Like that I, never... I, that n- nothing ever solidified my view of Sam more than our way trip to New York because I was hungover out of my mind. He gives me so much shit for that. Yeah, but you when didn't we even to- meet up with us, bro. <laughs> when we went so, to Yankee in your t- own town. <laughs> We you went to Yankee Terror. He wasn't even fucking anyone during that time. That's what makes it real. We, we if he was like, he was going back and had like an old college thing or something. That he no, was, you know it was what just I mean? too many it, times. He's like, gonna, I'm going to go meet up with my old church friends and get drunk with them. You fucking dork. I hate you. Fucker. You know how hard that was growing up, man? Come on. Hey, can I can I give Slim? I just thought of Slim's superpower and it's the most ridiculous thing I probably will ever say. But it's true. And I want you guys to hear me out. Slim's superpower is you actually have like a women's intuition. Oh, that's fucking fire. You, you actually have like an incredible intuitive sense. Mm. You know how like, you know, we've had people on the pod, shout out Larry Berg, who's like, you know, women's intuition, like the the sense of of knowing that it was good to 
to invest in the team, even though he had his doubts. It's like, I feel like everything intuitive wise, he's always right. Like if it's something about like a gut instinct thing, like he's always right. Mm. And the only other person I know who's like that is Sachi. Mm. Like Sachi's always right. Sachi is like always her, right. Like her, her first like interpretation better of someone. Better than Sam. Like reading Definitely people. I, I would trust Sachi's intuition over my No, but, you, but that's your level. You have the level of mm. a woman's intuition, which is like rare. I mean, my intuition is like, I want everyone to like me. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm there and I'm not, I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> How do we get out of there? We just got to hang out. Slim I more. think just be grumpier. Sam, that's, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of part of the larger, the, the slim character, bro. Like just yeah. understanding how to talk to, yeah, I think you understand what everyone kind of, uh, what everyone wants and you yes. know what they need. Yeah. And you're like, I can dole that out here so I can get something back on, on here, but without feeling slimy about it. You know, it's not like a fucking like no, give yeah. and take shit. It's always like, no, no, no. He I'll take care the, of you here. Slim, Slim's going to read in the air. Yeah. It's the it's like literally the it's like fucking the, being a seer. It's like the rarest Dude, ability. You are fucking wow. All right, let's go on to Dweez's superpower. I and think on your that superpower take... is being able to magnify whether it's a topic or a situation. <laughs> like you're able to zoom in to see all the intricacies of it. Probably because you're smart and you've read a lot and you have like some type of knowledge as a base to go into it. Scholar, 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 scholar. scholar, scholar, scholar. Wow. But the way you're able to zoom in and magnify all the different things that make up a culture or a situation or a person or, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. Because like Josh said, I'm a low-hanging fruit-ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you're, you know, like everything. I'm just like, ah, it's just the fact I has terrible fucking self-worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't try to look deep into shit. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, your ability to to take a little and then make it into a lot is, you know, your your mustache and beard prove that you're Jesus with two fish and five loaves of bread. The way you do, was it the way you do anything? It's the way you do everything? Mm -hmm. Sucking the beard, man. The mm -hmm. beard, the mustache. It's such... I hate to say it, like, it really, it was a good precursor. It's a really, it's such a, like be like yo this dude is about something or completely like fake as fuck <laughs> you know but that was the thing is when we first saw him you didn't know if he was just some fucking crazy nomad yeah or like a super like deep person yeah yeah like yeah, in yeah. maybe both Por I, right but I think you kind of went more into the deep route as you got older and then the nomadic stuff kind of left you once you got locked down by Sachi <laughs> Lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown. Find a woman with a great intuition. I think or a friend with them. People like so Dweez is like very um the shit that you're into, I think could be a turn off for a lot. I think what okay, this is <laughs> Are you saying turn off for a lot of friends or women? No, or where are you going with this? Turn off for a lot of what? This is what the, this is what I'm trying to be my Gen Z. About to, is, this, is this the final moment where Josh is like, I've had an issue with tea from the beginning. Yeah, he's like, I'm so no glad tea. you're leaving me in this backyard is no more. This is uh you have a lot of icks. You know, like this is what people are saying. A lot of icks. What's the ick? It's like it's like an ick is like, you know, care like a guy who like collects too many jerseys or something like that. I don't know. Fucking you know what I'm saying. What's right? the ick? It's All like right, so no, recently really, really Twitter is this internet it thing? went on this Twitter thing where like girls were naming all their icks, which aren't like completely like like on the boat yeah, yeah yeah but they're like on the border they're yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. flags oh. you know what i mean 
What does it come from, that word, you think? Because like, women just fucking ick? think they deserve like everything. Like, Is it like ick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like that. It's like, like that. I don't, this is actually I'm the first time kidding, I'm using ladies, it live. I love okay. you. I, don't first, I, hope this is the last, I hope this is the last time because. Okay, my bad. I'm about my to get bad. Icked. Jesus. But I think the big thing is you're such. You, you dive so deep on shit. Dive deep. But. You're very thoughtful at the same time. It's weird. I feel like you can be very thoughtful and like considerate of other people to try and like get them to love what you love, which a lot of people who love what you love are only about like, I just want to get deeper on this topic, which is why it's super interesting having that combination of being like, I love this thing so much. And I kind of want people to like to tell people about it. And like, how do I present it to them where they might like it a little bit too? Basically, like I try to bring you with me. Yeah. Which is, I think that's Or I like, try to trick you. Yeah, there's a lot of tricks coming with me down this rabbit hole. Yes, welcome to the podcast, guys. Now you've now it's now we've Trojan horsed ourselves. You you said that from like episode three. This is really my excuse to do a podcast about tea. (laughs) This is true. Right? That's like that's like this is my my excuse to get to talk about tea all the time and like and you have created like a little hub of tea drinkers from this podcast. That's true. Yeah. So. Mission accomplished. The Trojan horse worked. Mm, We love Trojan. Is that bothering you? That makes you a marketing? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, we love Trojan. I didn't even notice what that you were saying. Um, is that the farmer's jingle? Yeah. <laughs> I love I it. just left farmers. Fuck you guys. You guys are mad expensive. Oh. <laughs> where'd you, where'd you saved, go? Where'd you go? I saved like where'd 45% go? going to Geico, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is true story. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? Did you spend 15 minutes or more? Or did you so they don't even do it over the phone anymore. Geico is only online. Wow. So that's probably why they're able to go even cheaper. I love that. I love that for us. USA. USA. The only time I'll chat USA is for Geico auto insurance. And on that note. We'll be back with tea time. Final tea time in the backyard. I'm so sad. There will be more backyards and more tea time. We are back. I've got the old tea set up here, purchased at the Rose Bowl flea market for a total of five US dollars. Please smell your smell cups, pour your pour ups, and drink a little of E-Men from Tea Habitat's classic Phoenix Oolong, baby. Wow. That's right. We had to go, we had to go Phoenix Oolong. What else the could classic, we have really done? The classic. Just, I'm just trying to give everyone that little bit of Phoenix, a little bit of Ulan. This is actually going to make me cry. Yeah, it's making me sad right now, dog. Hey, you can always buy her teas whenever you want. Whatever, fool. It's not the same. We are back in the backyard for one more time. And it feels like the World Cup, quite mixed. On the one hand, excited for the future of the pod and the future episodes we'll have and the future creative FCFC endeavors. On the other hand, there will only ever be this one backyard, you know? As Ben Chi told me as well, I keep quoting him on this episode. I hope he listens to it. He won't. He told me, I asked, I asked him after Korea and Portugal played and Korea won in the 92nd minute. Yeah, we did. Gift number one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh. 
Korea. It's a half and half. It's a half and half. Oh wow. shit! The Korea Portugal match scarf. Education City Stadium. Uh, they called it Education City Stadium. Yeah, what it's a place called Education City. You gonna learn today? <laughs> you gonna learn? Um, he said, "Enjoy every moment because sometimes it is and sometimes it ain't." That was the Ben Chi quote. Because I asked him, what, did, what, what should I tell people watching Brazil playing Korea? Because I went and saw Creep. You guys weren't there. I came to, brought all of your stuff and you couldn't even show up. God damn it. I should have texted you. Wait, where? At the beer garden. Oh, yeah. I had work that day. Yeah. Oh, Josh got jobs. called into a meeting last minute. Yeah. Well, you know, life's I went, happening. I went and I hung out with Creep and I gave Creep the Korea flag that I flew at that stadium. Ah, uh, the, the one with the wooden pole? That yeah, but the wooden cool. pole I couldn't bring, so I just brought the flag itself. Um, yes. Uh, what is happening? Um, yeah, you gotta enjoy every minute. So enjoy every time you're in the backyard, including this one, even though it's the last one that will be here. Recording a podcast. More tea, anyone? I would say my oldest. Backyard memory. Thanks, guys, for asking. <laughs> I realized that because we moderate so much of the stuff, we never. He's either the I'm last one to go, or we, yeah, we never asked him how he's feeling. <laughs> What's your oldest backyard memory, Dweez? Oh shit! Too long, dog. Uh. My oldest backyard memory. <laughs> my oldest backyard memory is straight up just the fact that, like, I thought I was going to move to Colombia forever. Me too. But I came back <laughs> and realized I'm out of money and I'm still kind of in love with this girl. And wait, a room just opened up in the back house of a friend of mine who was going to USC. And oh, wait a second. Isn't it? Oh, shit. They just announced that they're going to build the stadium down the street. Oh, shit. Maybe I'm just going to move in here for a little bit. See how that goes. Honestly, when I moved in here, if you would have told me the first time I walked into the backyard, if you would have told me I would have be here for seven years, that would be like the most unlikely scenario possible because I thought maybe six months. Mm. I thought maybe I was going to stay here for six months when I moved in. And if that shows you anything, it shows you that you don't know what the fuck's going to happen in your life. Mm. You think, you know, you have a plan. Maybe you're going to invest in the house and move in there with your family. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen to you. You don't know what you're going to stay, when you're going to stay, how long you're going to stay, when tragedy is going to strike, when glory is going to strike. <coughs> I saw it all in this house, boys. And so in this backyard, I got the call that my dad died. In this backyard, I, you know, met and hung out with some of the best people in my life. I had the trophy in this backyard. I've had beautiful moments, terrible moments. And um, I would have never even had any of them, I think, if I wouldn't have like been open to doing what was working at that moment in my life. If I would have been dedicated to this idea of moving abroad, I think I would have left and I would have never even experienced the LAFC thing. But life is a funny way of fucking up your plans and making things really nice. So... If I can say anything about backyards in general, it's just like appreciate whatever backyard you're in now because you don't know how long you're going to be there and you don't know what you're going to experience or you'll learn while you're there. I learned a lot here. And I'm glad that I also had this big-ass backyard during COVID when everybody else was trapped with no backyards. I don't know. I'm I on, feel like you, maxim you maximize the square footage of the yard, man. Like 
You hosted a podcast. You hosted many ragers here. Um, you you took care of a dog here. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that we happened. Got a, we got a dog. Took care of him. I think that like if there's a lesson to be had in the backyard, it's that empty space can be filled with many things and some of them you get to decide and some of them you don't get to decide. But if you can be present in that space while it's happening, you're going to get the full experience. And many times in life, that's all we get is the full experience. Like I'm really grateful to the podcast. I'm really grateful to the, to the backyard because it gave me like a space to process what has absolutely been the most difficult time of my life, you know? And being with you guys back here and feeling like I can like say whatever I want. Maybe it has something to do with that. It's my house, but it also just feels like it's okay to say whatever you want in the backyard. And, you know, like things will happen to all of us, good, bad, other things we want, things we don't want. And I just think that like, I hope that you have a space physical and emotional wise to like confront that stuff because yeah, that made all the difference for me. I'll always be grateful for the backyard. I think it's where I like changed into the person from the person that like I thought I wanted to be to the person that like I was destined to be. Hallelujah, holla back. Keep talking while I'm making tea. Or don't. You can just leave the silence. I mean, uh, let's go into. Favorite guess, Spice. Favorite guess, favorite guess. <coughs> the ones that come up to mind first right now, uh, seeing, seeing Larry, not Larry, Larry Burke too, but our Larry as well, like having Larry back here. Larry Friedman. We love Larry you, Larry Burke, but Larry Friedman is our Larry. Is our Larry. LF and LB. Our Larry. I also shout out Larry Burke for like coming back here out with Zach when like still COVID restrictions were really true, weird. True. And like we just like shouted each other down from across the table like the long way around. Um, that one was sick. I remember like honestly, anytime it was interesting. Anytime we had like a journalist on the pod, like it's you immediately have like they're they they know what points to hit, right? So I even most recently it was Andy Dioza. I remember before that, like even seeing Bob. Bob Carlson for all mm. like the the having him on KCRW, the first time. Bob Carlson. Listen to listen to Bob's KCRW coverage of like LA and the World Cup right now. It's so beautiful, man. It's like and he talks to so many of the characters that we've had in the back too. Um, I learned what uh, the word putasos mean from Ray when he was back here <laughs> when he was talking about seeing his uncle slugging some dude in the back of a pickup truck. Um, yeah, those are some of my moments. And then also like the first one ever. See, okay. Pat and Monty, Monty mm -hmm. and Pat, back to back, two of still like very important people in my life right now. LAFC legends, if you don't know, fucking learn yourself. Hell fucking yeah. Yo, shout out Pat. He, we just, he actually just won a uh, retail team of the year. So. Are you serious? Yeah. Big dick energy. Pat. Let's go, yeah, Pat. That, man. Fucking hell, dude. Among That's why he's so good at surfing. He has yeah, three yeah. legs. Among, among the <laughs> <laughs> Big old dick. Let's go, Pat. 
Actually, no, Pat. Fuck, Pat. You were wearing a Brazil jersey that day. I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, you know what? The <laughs> worst retail experience nah, of the Pat, year. I still love you, but you get a fucking dead leg when I see you, next, <laughs> fucking asshole. Oh, you're gonna punch a third leg or what? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not trying to hurt myself. I'm gonna hit the other two. That okay. third one's kind of crazy. Oh my god! Fucking all these wins and shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I fucking geeked. Anytime we talk creative shit, um, whether it was with uh, uh, with Marcus or with um, pictures in the mail. Rich. <laughs> Rich. Why am I freaking... Rich fucking the craziest. Rich is the only Dutch fan who can wear both Ajax and uh, PSV kits. He just loves Netherlands soccer so much. Oh, shit. Drop to cup. Hey, That's shout out Jenna Jameson. Oh, and shout out... The late, great Mauricio Facio, who was in the back with us Amen. two times in the flesh, who gave us a great gift. And that just reminded me of it that uh, nothing's we ever break lost. break shit around her. I love it. Anytime we don't talk about Mo, Mo reminds us, motherfuckers, <laughs> I've been here. Yeah, and I've been true. about this. Very true. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, Sam, give me some, some favorite guest memories, though. Um, I think for sure, just... Talking to Monty to, to start it off was was beautiful just because you got to see kind of the thought process of what supporters were going through at that time. Um, and then probably my favorite guess. Do you remember Monty's, uh, Monty's uh, Australian accent when he's like, check the paper or something like that? Do you? <laughs> I, I do remember something about that, but I don't remember it clearly. Um, my favorite guest slash episode is probably the Tway and Tway yeah. one. Because it kind of just tied everything together. It kind of showed how serendipitous this club was. Um, all these little things that had to happen the right way for it to become what it became. Um, and it's it's pretty incredible when you when it's broken down that way. Um, just so many random things like like. Um, it's Ty, right? Ty went to high school with Rich. Um, Ty, just, yeah, just knowing him from high school and seeing his face online because yeah. they had the, the club name that we they wanted. Being with Henry when he's like, what, do you know, what what is this? And he's yeah. like, I freaking know this dude. Um, yeah, just so many things, man. And then uh, shout out Delma for coming on the pod oh, and, and, and sunning me. Um, I've never been so nervous talking to somebody. Uh, and it kind of, if you guys didn't notice, after that episode, my cursing went down a couple notches. And people noticed. After, like, after Thelma? Yeah. Like, people were like, you're not as flagrant as you used to be. You're like, because I know who's listening. Yeah, yeah. It kind of made me feel like a piece of shit knowing that, like, Rich's sweet mom was listening to me be a piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably two of my favorites. Dweezy? I, too, am a big fan of the parent episodes, but I'll also throw in Timmy Maher. Timmy Maher. With Pierce in there. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, obviously I was sensitive. Timmy was floating. <laughs> he I was, was out I was sensitive here. to, like, you know, the limited time we have with our, you know, parental figures around that era. And so it was cool to also, like, be part of, like, memories of people being able to talk in that like coming on a podcast allows you to say stuff that maybe you wouldn't have said normally to mm. each other or you mm -hmm. wouldn't have taken time to do it and it's documented right so now you can listen to it again so i wasn't i was i was joking not really when i first said it but i would still love one day to get sam and josh's folks on the podcast at some point even if we're just talking about nonsense 
and having nothing to do with it. But hey, I'm just leaving that one out there for these guys. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, but I uh, hope it does. You know what? That'll be my <laughs> my first remote episode. Will be one with my dad. That sounds so fun. I'll get it. I'm, I'm going in, in a few days, so I'll be there. Yeah. My parents would never. <laughs> Your sister then? Yes. I think my sister would hate that too. But I'll hell ask. yeah, I'll hell ask. yeah. But the the age gap is so big that I feel like they didn't even see me like grow up or anything. Yeah, I'm mean? sure they saw enough, bro. But give us a couple, couple, couple nuggets. ACEG, what's uh? Yeah, you some of your favorite, favorite guests? Some of your favorite episodes yeah. outside yeah. of the ones that you talk. Oh, you could talk about the ones that you're on. I got, I got two. I think uh, for me, the first one that I like, uh, obviously having known him a little bit prior, but like the Ben Chi one was just so great, just because like that's like such a fucking heavy vent episode between like fucking Sam and Ben. And like, there's just like, there was so many things that I feel like I still don't know about Ben. He's just like, really like one of those like mysterious dudes. Little mythical creature ass. Yeah, he just like lurks in the fucking shadows and shit. But like, (laughs) um, yeah, so like, I mean, getting to learn a bit about his world and all the things that he's done to get to where he was at that point was pretty crazy. But hands down, my favorite one is fucking Vince's interview. Ooh. And I think it was the first interview that like I was listening to in a public setting that I just couldn't stop laughing the entire time just because of all the crazy anti-crime stories he was saying. And like I was just so blown away by the fact that uh, – and by the way, I, I only listened to that episode once I started working with him. So suddenly this dude that I'm going out to get lunch with every day, I, I know has like this crazy backstory of like fucking performing in all these crazy like fucking yeah. like bar gigs and like getting tattoos and basements and shit. Like it was so real cool. trash break. Then. But, <laughs> but like it, it, it's just so crazy because like I think those were the episodes that made me realize like this is what this podcast was about. Like it was <laughs> really like giving you a little bit of added context to everybody that was in our community and that you were interacting with on like a week to week basis basis so yeah i mean those two episodes are some that i know will forever live in my heart and i think that the jeff one too is kind of sick i mean just like having worked with him and just getting to hear some of his perspectives and things and like even just hearing about like how he felt when i came on and shit like it's just so cool and like i don't know i'm just so glad that like we've at least recorded and captured all of this for it to exist in the spaces that they do just like the capsule pods we do also shout out to jeff for coming to the north end for the first time during the playoffs he came twice oh man dude we had a good time with jeff we we, he came sometimes late in the game we had to make room for him but we got him in there and i think that he enjoyed it yeah Um, remember that jeff it wasn't easy dog uh, (laughs) jeff was having a grand old time i'll say that shout out shout out uh, jeff is one of the ones i regret that we didn't do in person I think yeah. that's that's I think he would have been fucking awesome here. We still got to. Yeah. We'll we got do to. A, we'll do a year in review and design next. Edgar's year. house. Ooh, Edgar's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think somebody yourself to Edgar's homeowner, Edgar Eddie Grady Bay. As as AC was just talking, what I I think that the gap that is also filled is like when we go to LAFC games or even events, sometimes you're like so busy either at the game, the action on the field or things happening, you don't actually don't always get to know people that well mm-hmm. you know you see someone 200 times and don't know <laughs> oh for sure like not just what they do but like you might not even remember their name totally like that level of just There's like, a lot of what's up bros and a lot of what's up bros in, in the north what's tailgater? yeah <laughs> what's up family what up brother so it's been it's always been fun to like take a moment and like get to know mm-hmm. the people that you spend so much time with week in and week out like he was mentioning about uh about uh jeff and vince so hey girl about you you remember anyone? oh i was just gonna mention one more oh. 
Max. Max oh, Bredos. Yeah. When he came back and he specifically, most specifically, the story of how he wanted to be a broadcaster. Yeah. And how he was boys. using the action figure yep. to like run down. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was very he, beautiful. He has that cover, I think, printed in his house too. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. dude, that was the that dude. Was so he, crazy. He loved it so much. I remember how much he loved that cover, like right away. Yeah, that's, no, that's it's UAC. beautiful to see, like someone like Max, who's been in this game for a long fucking time, like experience something so new because of this community, mm. and that's kind of why we all fell in love with it, and that's why we all started this pod five, four and a half years ago. Um, yeah, man, it's. Who would have thought that a fucking football club would have changed the trajectory of so many people's lives? Crazy. Dude, like, I remember when we were talking about prepping for when Max was here. Like, that was the first time where, one of the first ones where it wasn't really a supporter. It was hard to really get a nail scheduled down. Where, like, how, how, how sincere is he going to be, like, on the interview? And, like, that was, like, early, early fucking days. And we didn't know Max well. The only Max thing that we had that was really, like, be like, oh, he's he can hang. Is that your story of him in uh in and the MLS Cup final, throwing, <laughs> picking up dollar bills and throwing it? And like when you told him that, he like just broke. He like was like completely fun after that. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because because he already showed his ass and he was trying <laughs> yeah. to be cool about it now. Like, but ass first. Yeah, ass and, hey, first. as he says, ass first. That is the first place I look. Sorry, EG, I interrupted you when you were about to talk about the episodes you liked. You know, I was just going to say I have a garbage-ass memory and I cannot name anything from a single episode. <laughs> but I just remember laughing at a lot of them and this yeah. podcast always brought me great joy. And like you guys all said, like getting to know everyone outside of an LAFC setting, mm -hmm. you know, like even when you do get a chance to like talk to them a little bit and you find out you are also into this other thing that's like not soccer related yeah. or whatever. And then, you know, that's just like another can of worms, I guess. And, but even then, like sometimes it's hard to really like, like we said, like get to know people outside of like the North end or the bank or whatever. So like this podcast was always such a cool window into everyone's lives, like outside of LAFC. I think the Vince mention was really was was on point, AC, because at that point when we interviewed Vince too, like you know, like there's like LAFC's kind of celebrities, like people got like popped off pretty hard, like social media wise or somewhere in this like new universe we're all a part of, and like just hearing about like you know how you grew up and like what you love. That just gives you a fuller image of the person. That's that's better in the long run than whatever the fuck we do with like IG, like oh you're the supporter IG and all that shit. So, I think yo fucking shout out to us, man. We did a good job with that. Shout Speaking out to of us. IG, one of the best things that were to come out of this was the the work we did during like the beginning of quarantine. That's right, IG. Man, that's we right. kept your guys. We kept everyone happy. And, yeah, and not not ID the IG. <laughs> Shout out Slim for sacrificing. Why are you guys clowning that? It's fucking awesome still. Um, nah, fucking shout out Dewey's fucking freestyling yeah, in Spanish yeah, and shit. Yeah. Portuguese. Portuguese. There we go. I have that recorded. It's incredible. <laughs> One of the best moments, bro. Uh, shout out Dickhead Hour. Yeah, me, oh, that's me coming to the, the realization that legendary. drinking by yourself is actually pretty whack and miserable. <laughs> 
as soon as you shut off the oh, uh, bro, as soon as you like shut off the, your phone and shit. you're just like <laughs> once the live goes off I'm like now I'm just sitting here drunk I was just doing handstands and twerking and now I'm just sitting here in my fucking kitchen by myself this is also the birth of Ellis Dweez remember oh with the lights <laughs> the strobe the lights, lights. Oh, the strobe yeah. oh yeah Friday night parties at Ellis the fucking that was, that was wild <laughs> y'all had a fun pod yeah, she made you fucking bump fucking Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, I went through all that. Oh yeah, that was the period of growth for me. I would, I in the past, I would have refused to play anything I didn't love. But you know what? Shout out Signy. She really wanted Taylor Swift. We put that shit on. We put that one with the smoke machine and the lasers, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think man. there's there's a part of for a while. There's a part of me that's like, holy fuck! Like when we were down, when we were like in lockdown, like you guys were like. Literally, like, the only people I fucking heard all the time. I wasn't even calling my parents that much. I was just like, I, what am I going to talk about with you? You know, it, like, It felt like chilling. we were having, like, daily check-ins on content. Yeah. Like, it was like, nah, we got, like, a week-long calendar I now. To the like, festival, the music festival. I was like, AC, let's go. Yeah, we, we were so ah. ambitious. We, I, I was just talking to Mike the other day because he was, like, letting DJ me Mike. his equipment. <laughs> Shout out DJ La Torta. <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> No, yeah, it's so funny because I just remember like it, it was just everything was so planned and scheduled and we were like really crazily ambitious with some of this shit. Like, yo, we're going to do this music festival on Twitch and like we want to do all this Cabin and that. Fever, baby. And yeah. then it, it's insane because like as much as it sucked to be fucking inside, like having all of that to look forward to each day was so fucking like it was like an escape you know from like the fucked up reality of what was outside oh for sure so like it was it was just really sick and i think what was even what was crazy about it, it was so organic like the whole fucking dickhead hour that happened like <laughs> i remember we were we, i think we might have just finished recording a pod and Sam was like, yo, I'm fucked. Like, I, I'm just hop on real quick. And if it hits, it hits. I'm and we made a post. And it wasn't even dickhead hour at the time. I think it was like dickhead drinks. And like, um, it was like, we put like time TBD because like it depends on Sam. You didn't even know. When. Yeah. You're like, whenever I'm like, ready. It was like so many people in the comments like, yo, what the fuck? It's like past midnight. Where is this guy? And like Sam, like at like almost every twelve thirty, pops off the fucking stream, and he's just like, "Yo, I'm here, guys!" And like it was the fucking start of a beautiful fucking. Oh yeah, chapter. dude, it was the best when, was when so you start bringing fun. people in on it, and you're just oh, like, "Hey, what yeah. you drinking?" And he's like, "Yo, what's up?" And what you drinking on? You know? it, it, it's like almost like, "Yo, pass the phone to the next person, bro." Wasn't it's, it good? I just remember like oh, you got you got you got in hey, such a routine with the it. community, man, yeah. because y'all yeah. really tapped in, drank with me, y'all were excited for that shit, and it just went to show. Now, all you motherfuckers are alcoholics because everybody was already drinking before Dickhead Hour started and they were all at home by themselves. No, what's crazy is there were pre-game Instagram lives to Dickhead Hour. <laughs> so like Mike would start DJing or like Gary would start DJing and then it's like, yo, hop on the Dickhead Hour at 11 tonight. And then like after Dickhead Hour, it's like, oh, yo, Ben Chee's hopping on IG Late Live. Night. Love Hour, Love Live. Love Line. Honestly, if it was LAFC wild. didn't have an HR department, Love Line would have fucking take it off shout you out know, lfc punk shout out everyone yeah. who uh, yeah, contributed love, on that no that's such a beautiful fucking moment and it's so crazy because it, i could tell ben was really moved by it the next day like that we went into the or like we had like our meeting like over the zoom or whatever uh he just brings it up and he's like you know uh i, I have something that really impacted me this this weekend and uh i just gotta like share it with the group <laughs> Well, like, nah, it was shit like that that made you realize, like, holy shit, like, we may be doing this, like, 
super OD right now, but at the same time, it's like it's so fucking rewarding because like you get like to to just have a good fucking time and like it's not so fucking serious. Like you know, everybody at that that point I think needed yeah, a fucking. Sure, last. Larry Friedman jump, jumped on one and had he a did. Beer with me too. Oh yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, I remember, I think this was around the same time, but shout out Creeps, because when the KBO, Korean Baseball oh. organization came back, and then he started, look, he started collecting sports books for that. Honorable mention, the turkey leg. Episode. The turkey yeah, leg. Turkey episode. leg. Looking like a baby femur. And told me that that is their favorite episode. Actually, yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah. And I will say, too, this is a deep cut. But it's the Patreon creeps audio about the fucking uh, <laughs> koalas. <laughs> that shit was fucking. That, if anybody has that audio, man, dude, that's a fucking. Don't deep ever cut. get into a conversation with creep about National Geographic stuff, dude. It'll never fucking end. He's so annoying. <laughs> I think he's good. I like that. Oh man, dickhead hour. Crazy four and a half years, gents. You know what's funny? We've gone this whole podcast without talking about the fact that we won MLS Cup. <laughs> we haven't even done an episode since that happened. Which, show, mean, which says something. You know what it says? It is what it is, man. It is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. All is well. We, All is well. Yeah. We did. I think do you, everyone do you guys was so feel emo- like deeply emotional about it for like a month after it happened. I think it's just starting to subside. You know what I mean? But I'll still fucking... Throw on a clip, and then if like I'm a little more sensitive that day, I might just start crying. Still, you know what I mean? Do you see? uh, I asked Josh earlier if he still has the championship glow. Do you still feel the championship glow? I get it again when I see salty galaxy fan comments. (laughs) I think that's my favorite thing about winning, is just seeing how upset people are about it. Philly fans. Oh, you guys threw stuff on the... F- Shut the fuck up, Philly fans. You guys are the most horrible fucking sports fans in the world. You fucking assholes. I might even say you guys aren't real Philly fans. Philly fans are proud to throw shit on the field. Absolutely. You threw, you throw batteries. You no, throw fucking did, rocks. They, they did throw stuff on the field too the first time they scored. Hey, and then shout out fucking... Okay, shout out Danny Chediak. Also another champion. We had him and he was like saying, fuck Philly, all that shit. He's like, they were, the Philly fans were throwing shit at them when NYCFC were, was visiting Philly for that game. So there was that was the tweet that got deleted. The one that said someone's better than Gareth Bale. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. It, yeah. Said, it said Jack Elliott was better than Gareth Bale. <laughs> right Jack before Elliott is the one that Gareth Bale dunked on. Jumped to over. Score the goal. Dunked yeah. on. Yeah. Right before that happened. Right? And then yeah. he just had to delete it. Yep. Gareth and how probably, quick he probably checked like, Twitter on the field. It was That's like pretty, Shaq against Chris. I mean, face? I'm not, I'm yeah. not like, I'm not yeah. a social media one-on-one dude, but that's like, what? that's like the faux pas of all faux pas. That's like, you can't. Yeah. Own, yeah. own it, own up to it. You can't delete it yeah. either. I mean, I mean, I guess you it's, have to, but that he has to live with that forever. Yeah. Or she. Or yeah, we don't know what he identifies as. Yeah. That's a bad look. You can't do that in sports. You can't jump on and you can't say. But shit he like did. That. You can. It's just nobody wants to own it. Is yeah. the problem sitting that shit? Sitting that shit. That's the world of Twitter, man. You could. You're gonna. You gotta say wild shit, but you gotta like. Oh, what is it. the world of Twitter now? I don't know. It's yeah. Elon Musk firing everybody and making them sleep in the office. Is the world of Twitter? Right hey, now. hey, world! Stop letting socially awkward people take over social sites. Fucking dorks. Sam, I'd, I'd actually vote for you to, to run some shit. Run Twitter, at least. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel I like you, really, I can't, I can't, I feel I'm, you have some CEO energy. I'm this is what we're talking fair. about. I'd be, yeah. I'd be fair. I'd be fair. I'd be fair. Fucking. Well, where do we go from here, guys? We go to well, the next. Well, goes to Japan. To Nihon. Nihon. Josh goes back to Jaizy. Josh goes to Jaizy. Sunday to Sunday. And LAFC goes to Costa Rica. Hey. You going to go? I hope so. I, I got to see what's up with my work situation, but I hope so. Fucking. Okay. What about IC? You going to go? <laughs> okay. Did you say like. Well, we're not going to talk about IC on the pod. But. Should I go? I want. I was excited to go. This I think year. you should. I should think. Every, I what think, was the response to that? I think you should. But everyone, everyone should, should experience it. That's been through the struggle of it because it's just kind of. Do you just vent? I don't know if I'm into that. If I need it's that, it's not. It's not just venting. You're trying to come up with solutions together. But at the end of the day, we're dealing with people. Like problems are going to happen no matter what. People will <laughs> complain no matter what. So. I think there's a lot to discuss this year in ISC, right? Like, yeah. We're, also, I mean, are we going to be the bad guys coming in and be like, you'd lit a little flares. bit, a I little see. bit, but that that kind of comes with fucking being a winner. That's kind of that's kind of sick, actually. Right? That's yeah. such a Ricky Bobby mentality. I fucking love that. Ricky Bobby mentality. <laughs> Can I just say my favorite thing to come out of ISC every year because I never attend, but <laughs> we always get photos of other supporters around the country that just have zero drip whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Zero drip. Yeah. Really? Zero. Aren't supporters the coolest people in the country? <laughs> <laughs> even we love our that. supporters. I want to shout out to the one Midnight Rider guy that showed up to Rich's house the day after we won the support or the day we won the supporters. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Well, he's the one that brought yeah. the shield. The shield yeah. Yeah. I was living a fucking movie. Man. Oh, yeah. He, I yeah, mean, he's like, no one's like, ever going to believe. Talk, talk, no, talk to him. Right. We talk about We'll that. give you a rundown on his fucking first day in LA. He came to our Korean Thanksgiving party and saw the most ratchet LA way of doing a house party where there's no furniture no <laughs> furniture whole lot of alcohol a fucking half pound of shrooms <laughs> like this will was just like alright this is this is LA this is LA. and then he, and then he got to see that was the grimy side of LA then he got to see the bougie side of LA being in Rich's backyard I mean he got the full LA experience and that's why he was so ecstatic because he's from fucking bumfuck Boston and we'll no see. One's we'll no see one's ever going to believe anything that he saw. No one. He needed, <laughs> he needed to have someone along the ride because no one's ever going to believe it. No, but shout out Matt. He was. He was great. Big old sweetheart. Brought the shield safely. All smiles the whole way through. But you remember him saying he's he's been running the SG or he's been part of the SG for what ten plus years, something like that. Yeah, like when he was. Well, I think he started in '96. Oh, he was geez. there as a kid. But you know that's kind of cool when you could do that from that long ago, but. Or we yeah. didn't have anywhere that we felt like we belonged. That's all I'm we saying. We found our home. We found it. Anywhere else we want to go, James? And on that note, we should we do recommendations. Do recommendations, right? Recommendations. Damn, I don't... I got to think of one. I was thinking of it. Tweezy, you have one? I've got several. All right. Take it away, my friend. Well, by the time this comes out, the World Cup will be long gone. And you've probably OD'd on World Cup content by now anyways. But if you haven't OD'd on World Cup content, there's a really great podcast called The Last Cup, La Ultima Copa, <coughs> from NPR and 
some other studio productions collaboration. I believe her name is Jasmine. She talks about Messi's Last Cup and goes alongside her own immigrant experience leaving Argentina and kind of like weaves the two together. It's really cool, really personal. I think what makes it so good is her personal story about coming to the U.S. from Argentina and the, the challenge of people who are immigrants of not being able to go back home, um, which Messi's obviously struggled with to be able to like return to Argentina with his head held high. Very, very good podcast. Highly, highly, highly recommended. And the other one that I'll recommend is also a podcast. And it is called, I already recommended the book Inside Guitar. If you really are interested, I'm sure everyone's gonna be so tired of thinking about guitar after this is over, so you won't read it. But the really good uh, World Cup podcast that can kind of be listened to whenever is 22 Goals by Brian Phillips with The Ringer. And it runs through 22 different goals that were scored in different World Cups. And I find him exceptional as a writer, as a podcaster, a lot better than I expected. And yeah, he just like, you know, he breaks down the Dennis Bergkamp goal against Argentina for Holland in the 98 World Cup. He breaks down um, Diego Maradona's famous goal (coughs) against England in 86. Each episode is it's kind of like self-contained unit and they're all really, really, really good that I've listened to so far. I just listened to the Roger Miller one um, for Cameroon and like his whole story, which was crazy. And he just does a really good job and they're very entertaining, funny, interesting, cool. 22 goals podcast near you. Josh Bice, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I love to. The big one, mainstream one, I just finished watching Andor on Disney Plus, Star Wars series. Real cinema. Real cinema. Diego Luna's in there. Uh, the what's his name? The guy who's in everything. Swedish guy. Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård's in there. It is out of all the Star Wars things I've seen. It's like top two, top three. Like it's incredible. The writing's fucking sexy and it's fucking dramatic. And you don't know if it's like <laughs> Star Wars or Star Wars, but the stakes are really real. And I that's the thing I've most find myself thinking about at least in terms of content wise. Second one, little self plug. I'm not sure self-plug. how. A little self plug. Self plug. Um, hit the listen to my other podcast button here, because I've already mm-hmm. when this thing when this ship was going down, I already started you know <laughs> bailing out. Piece of shit. Uh, there's there's one episode out. I take I back your superpower, Josh. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be uh, an ongoing thing or not, but there's one episode out. It's called Logo Talk. It's going to be the merging of sports marketing and the athletes that we choose to fucking worship and who gets to decide um why athletes are put on a pedestal I'm, i bring in some of my own advertising experience to be like what do marketers look for in the athlete to help promote their business a la vis-a-vis ruffles or mountain dew which i've i've done a, a extensive amount of this year so spoiler alert sex and trophies Sex and trophies, yeah. Body body count don't hurt. So yeah, it's called Logo Talk. It's part of No Ceilings podcast, which I do with my boy Albert. And no ceilings, um, no ceilings, no ceilings. it's awesome, man. We just I think the big thing is like we want all these athletes to succeed. Like we want them to become the best versions of everything. Like, and we want proper people to to hero worship, and that's kind of what the podcast is about. So it's called Logo Talk. Um, it's on Spotify. Listen up. Listen to my other podcast. AC. Recommendations, uh, man, definitely go go drink and, and buy Brisk product. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, no, 
I did not get paid to say this specifically. So. <laughs> paid for something else. From specifically, now. specifically. Um, yeah, uh, go listen to No Pressure by No Pressure, the album. Uh, that's one of my favorite fucking albums this year. It was so crazy to think that they fucking tore it up at Expo Park. So cool shit there. Um, man, uh, definitely like. Definitely just fucking treat yourself to shit, man. Twenty twenty three. Oh, yeah. we didn't do our we didn't do our prophecy episode treat this yourself. year. Yeah. That's your prophecy. And, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll probably about to DJ a bit more in twenty twenty three. Oh, so, for real? Yeah, Shoot. might be fun. Who knows? Maybe I you'll like see. Uh, Who knows? Maybe you'll see my alter ego. DJ Adobe had a one and only set, so that's dead. DJ um, Adobe, no more. But who knows? Maybe an alter ego will pop out. So the artist formerly known as Our, DJ Adobe. Pop, yeah. Papa AC. What's Papa up? Ace. Is that is that your album of the year though? Is uh, uh, that or fuck, man? I, I really love uh, King's Disease Three. That album was fucking incredible. So wow. shout okay. out Nas. <laughs> and then yes, so the letters that spell Edgar. What is my recommendation? Go to Germany. Germany's great. Yeah, boy. Germany's Look at beautiful. you. The Allianz, Edgar. Yeah. Go to Munich specifically. It's great. You get to walk around everywhere. People speak multiple languages, unlike here where fucking you speak Spanish and people want to throw your ass over the border. Um, yeah. Travel. Because that was my first time. Actually, I mean, I've traveled to Mexico, but that doesn't count because I've gone to Mexico plenty of times and it's like a two hour flight. But yeah, travel, see the world like there's so much more than just wherever the fuck we are right now. As great as L.A. is like traveling's great. Um, watch Good Rivals on Amazon Prime because while it did lean a bit more us than mexico than i would have liked what i did appreciate about it is that it really touches on the nuance of you know mexican-american kids here having to make the decision of like what country they want to represent and you realize what you know a lot of people don't realize is that's not like a black and white type of decision like it's there's a lot of gray in there and there's a lot of, you know, things that make one kid lean one way as opposed to, you know, the other kid might lean another way. And there's like a ton of factors that come into it. And as someone who deals with that kind of like identity crisis type of shit, and I'm sure Josh Slim, AC, maybe you guys have too, as like, you know, first generation um, Korean and uh, like Mexican Americans, like that's, that's a real thing that like, people struggle with and a lot of people don't get that. So to see that, you know, touched on and not just touched on, but like spoken on and, you know, treated with a lot of respect was like really nice to see. So what's it called again? Good rivals. Good rivals. It, it's, uh, Good it was actually rivals. produced by Grant wall. Um, watched it like, um, a couple days before he unfortunately passed. And yeah, like one thing that he, it was something that he like spoke passionately about too, is like, this is not a decision that just like this, this is something that weighs on kids. Like it's not an easy decision for them to make. So to, like see an American journalist, because a lot of times it's the USMNT fans that are giving the Mexican kids shit for picking yeah. one side or the other. So to see someone, um, touted so highly and, you know, American soccer journalism, like, come out and say that was really cool so yeah all right shout out to grant r.i.p grant wall yeah rest in peace grant wall 
Slimy? My recommendation is not so deep. I'm going to give a food recommendation. Um, Korean barbecue that you guys know with all the brisket is a little more American because beef is not accessible, as accessible in Korea. Um, so if you're looking for good pork belly, which is the more predominant barbecue that's in Korea, the best pork belly in Koreatown is Mbubongri on Western. I'm shocked you're saying this. Wait, is it the one right now? I know, because I've been hearing this too. I've been hearing this too. I just have, I've only got Chigas from Mubongri before. Okay. So I, I Wait, which, for some which, reason, it's like blocking. I don't even so think they can order So is actually a Sunda restaurant where it's uh, blood sausage. Korean blood sausage. But next to one of their locations, they opened up like a pork belly barbecue. Fuck. But they That's got awesome. the best pork belly. Um, where on Western? I think it's like, it's I, like I Western and six. It's like eight, four, five. Oh, is it eight? Southwestern. Is it in the same plaza as? Is it Uba Tuba Plaza, that one? Uba Tuba Plaza. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and then true dickhead fashion. Let's go with this. Um, if you guys are feeling like you're in a rut or you're just kind of miserable all up in your headspace and whatever, you can't get out of it. Try some shrooms. Try some facts, shrooms. Facts, some facts, shrooms. facts, facts, Microdose. Microdose. Facts. Just real? like facts. one cat. Cause <laughs> I feel like a, a little while after the lockdown and just overloading on fucking watching the news and staying caught up with current events and seeing how fucking whack people are all over the world. It's hard to take yourself out of that mindset of just seeing everything negatively. And I feel like I was like that for a bit and took some, took a little shrooms and just wasn't as fucking hmm. pissed off. Take the edge off, live a little. But then the night before I felt that way, I was sitting there Looking at my wall and like, fuck, don't bad trip, don't bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you don't get stuck in a four-room space. Go out to a backyard near you. That is exactly what I did. I was like, I'm going to just stare at this tree outside for a while. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, it was great. Backyards save us. They connect us to nature. Yes, sir. Thank you, backyard. Thank, Thank you, backyard. backyard. And on that note, this has been another episode of FCFC Pod. We won't be back here, but we will be back. So till then, yes. Bye. Bye. FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FC, FC. FC, FC. FC, FC.